Nashville Hotel. Let's take some calls from the public, shall we? Call or text now. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Call us or send us a text on the WNSR text line. 615-844-5600. 615-844-5600. Call or text. Same number. Hold your nose because the bull's about to fly. Ow. Now, here's Greg Vogue and News Channel 5's John Burton. Ow. Friday morning to you. How you doing? Hope you're safe and sound. It's a rainy, rainy, rainy day. And evening is about, man, I don't know. Pat and Cook, John Burton, uh, Strike and Spare Family Fund Center Studios. JB stuck in traffic. I'll be here in a minute. Um, the, um, I don't know, man, about 4.30, 5, did, were you driving in to do the Bill Show? Were you in a downpour? Because it Pretty came much. a deluge about, I mean, enough that it was raining so hard that it woke me up. Yeah, I was, uh. I wasn't damp, but I was pretty close to it walking into the station this morning. <laughs> yeah, so... Um, but not was, cold rain, not too cold. No, no, it's in... We're okay. It's, what, 60s? It's, you know... I, you know, and also, I, I you know, I, I used to laugh at this, and you'll laugh at this, but when the when the weather changes and those pressures change, I actually can feel it. Is that does, that... does this mean I'm old? I used to make fun of people. Man, my bones are hurting, man. The weather changed. Am I that person now? Please tell me I'm not. See, I, I don't want to say it because then I'm going to feel it when, whenever I get older. So I'm I'm going to say I understand. Uh, I understand where you're coming from. It's a thing, yes. right? It, it, I guess so. But people been oh, you know, heard that. So what's going on, man? Titans yesterday. Uh, Traylon Burks full go. Mm-hmm. I guess that's uh, that's good, right? Uh, any this is maybe as healthy as this team's been. Right, all season. Yeah, I'm trying to think of an injury right now for them. I mean, well, uh, you still got well, some certainly uh, offensive line. Freer yeah. gone. I mean, I'm talking about right. the Dings, not the ones that are out. out. Sure, yeah. sure. And Will Levis as well was a full participant. There was a clip not yesterday, but the day before of him kind of running around. He's got an ankle problem, of course. That's what Tannehill had. So uh, <laughs> just shows you what that offensive line will do to you. But he was a full go yesterday. Looked a little better. There was a clip two days ago of him. Not looking too hot, uh, hobbling around a little bit while doing some drills, but looked better yesterday. But you're right. I mean, usually as the season goes on, you get a little bit more injured, but this team, quite frankly, is probably as healthy as they've been in quite some time. Yeah. Which the bar is low, to be quite frank. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they've they've run an infirmary over there. Yep. But it's good to see him out there uh, uh, practicing full. and there's Never no- caught a pass from Will Levis yet. Greg has uh, Traylon Burks. Well, hell, he's only caught eight all year. I, I mean, what? All right. What ha- What happened? What are you going on out there? What do you have over there? Anything? No, it was, it was all Craig you Ackerman. Know, you know what, though? You, this is, I ask you this every Thursday because on Monday you have Sunday and Tuesday you have Monday. We don't, and then, but I always come in here Thursday and I know you've listened and there's nothing it's, worth. <laughs> I mean, it's Craig Ackerman and I, I, Tim Kelly and Shane Bowen. I mean, oh, no, I'm, I, it's, it's, it's Vrabel's bad enough. Quite frankly, the other, those three really don't give you much. Well, um, but you are right about hmm. kind of trailing Burks, kind of what he's offered. I mean, I, I, I know for me as a fan expectations for him. I mean, if you can get anything from him at this point for the remainder of his Titans career, you don't envision a second contract by any means. And that fifth-year option is starting to come up here pretty soon, what they'll do with that. 
Of course, that's the Titans' mantra. They never end up giving guys the fifth year because they haven't earned it. And uh, Traylon Burks is falling right in suit. Well, yeah, they, they don't draft anybody worth very few worth it uh, to earn it. Um, thing is, though, you mentioned that Burks hasn't caught a pass from Levis. Isn't that what we want to see here? These yeah. last, I mean, he needs to be targeted. He needs to be let's get him in. You know, get him, in, get him in the road. Get, get him in the field. Let's see what you got with Levis. In this kind of indie secondary, it's a little bit different. Um, Mike Vrabel talked about that uh, this week. They're banged up from injury just like anybody else. So it's uh, this is a matchup there for them. But you look at the defensive line, uh, you got no Shaq Leonard in the linebacking core, but they were, really weren't using him, uh, to be honest, this season anyway. Uh, up front, DeForest Buckner is one of the best. They're going to have to block him to give Will Levis time to throw the football to Traylon Burks. JB, what's up, man? Hey, what's happening, guys? You doing all right? Morning. Happy Friday. Mm -hmm. How we doing? Doing good. Good. Doing good. Just just chilling. Yeah. Did you have a little traffic on the way in? This yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good to be here. Good to be alive. Does that mean yes? Yeah, it is, you know, it is what it is. The uh, Preds last night, well, the sixth game come to an end. Um, Minnesota played like it had uh, a little of the red booty factor, right? Well, did John Hines get booed? He got last booed, year? bro. I don't get that. That you know what? I'm glad you brought I, that. I up. told you. Shame on you if you were at Bridgestone Arena last night and you booed John Hines. What? That is absolutely ridiculous. Booed? That's terrible. You're better than that, Preds fan. Nashville, you're better than that. I, I'm, in, I I'm, in, I'm, in, I'm embarrassed for well, you. But John, uh, I mean, it was a pretty were... miserable tenure, guys. I mean, miserable? No. He not, made the playoffs not, every year. Miserable. Didn't okay. get out of the first exactly. round. Then, yeah. I mean, is Preds fans want more than that? Can you blame that? But miserable's harsh. I would say uh, pretty unforgettable. They, we said that. Yeah. I mean, that's I understand booing. that, but you know, uh, to, to the point where you boo the guy. Yeah, he's. I, he, I, he, I'm, he's I'm not sorry, Pat. Not, I'm not on board with that, man. That, that I I disagree with you guys here. Really? You you think it I was, wouldn't cheer John Hines? What has he done to cheer? But you think it was justified to have him to for him to get booed last night? Yes, it's what it's it's an opposing coach coming into the building. It's it's what fans no, it's do. Not an, it's an opposing. They didn't boo Trotsky when he came back. Well, you know, well I mean, let's, too. but it's yeah. an opposing coach who did it three years with class. He took the team. Did he achieve at the highest level? Well, guess what. In the 48,000 years of the Nashville Predators, they have not <laughs> achieved at the highest level, okay? Well, they did one year almost. One year, and they were the worst team to get into the playoffs. Right. It got hot. Right. So Did boo they boo Lob when he came back? No. I don't think they did, did no. they? No, but it, he won a playoff series. Mm -hmm. Wow. I don't, I think okay. Boo, I think I, you know well, but I mean, but, but, but I, 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 think it's, I think it's a generational yeah, it thing. It is. I right, Greg? Yeah, it, it, I mean, it's either, not that it, deep give at all. Me every, give me everything I want or I'm going to boo you. <laughs> Well, it's basically it, what it is. I mean, Preds fans wouldn't. Uh, I mean, if if John Hines was out of dinner, they're not going to go and spit in his food. I mean, it's not like that. But you're at you're at a sporting event. He pops up on the jumbotron. You're going to boo him. Why? Because he's a coach that did not succeed here, Greg. Okay. And that's, wow. Well, uh, but you can still acknowledge that he did not succeed here with class. Booing is too much. I, I that's what I'm saying. I, I I think you either stay silent or you just give a polite golf clap like oh hey yeah, but, but then again Welcome we are back. now a new generation of of, yeah. of, of sports fans. that's what i think it is yeah. i think it's a generational thing and mm -hmm. that's cool you know that that's you know 
you know, you do you, boo boo. At that, but like the booing at Taylor Lewan, it wasn't. I hate you, Taylor Lewan. No, it was, it like, was, it was uh, like, what the hell are you doing? You're not Jan- doing very Chandler good. Chandler Jones is eating your lunch. Right. Get your head out of your butt, booing. I, I, think, I get that. I think booing nowadays isn't as personal, maybe as it was back in the day. Well, perfect example. Mm-hmm. Your Cavaliers got booed off of their home court last night because they stunk it up against sure the did. Trail Gangsters. Uh, I guess everybody uh, and, and get, you know there if you pay the money I guess you have the right to no booze, no absolutely fine, I always know? believe yeah you're I, right Greg I, I, I always I, believe I am in that very of my booze I'm more selective I just don't boo everything mm-hmm. and that's where we are in our society we just boo everything I just you if know it's not the greatest it's bad yeah. I mean I I guess There's only I can one under- team wins it all every year right. I guess I can. But it wasn't very good either. I guess I I can understand where you're coming from, Patton, in that you know you didn't get us out of the first round, this, that, and the other. But I don't know. I, I thought he was a class guy. I thought he came in, fought the good fight. I thought when he came in, you know, he got hired right before COVID and still managed to get them to the playoffs. And you know, and I, I don't know. Was he great when he was here? No, absolutely not. You know, but what year was his COVID year? Was that, 20, his, was that his? Remember, Lav got fired in January, right? Like right after the outdoor game, so January of twenty, and then Heinze got hired, and he was only he only coached a couple of games before everything got shut down for COVID. And then he came. They, you know, they did the return to play thing. They did the bubble. He got them to the playoffs. They lost to Arizona, who they probably should have beat, you know, in that first round. And then, of course, uh, was got Garrett. embarrassed. Uh, well, his first year went sixteen and eleven, lost yeah. in that qualifier, whatever. Yeah, that qual- uh, yeah, next like the, year, the, the not really the playoff playoff. Next year, thirty-one <laughs> and twenty-three, fourth in the central, lost in the first round, forty-five and thirty, fifth, lost in the first round, and then forty-two and thirty-two, didn't make the playoffs. So, three. Not, I, I don't count the pandemic, that twenty-five game thing or whatever the hell that was. So, eight. 23, 33. He was 33 games above 500. Mm-hmm. Did not advance deep into the playoffs. Didn't nope. advance at all in right. the playoffs. Didn't advance into the playoffs. So he, he had three straight winning seasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think it's booable. I don't think it's successful. I don't think it's boo territory. That's all. Yeah, I mean, right. it's it's just a difference. I think it's a generational thing, and I think it's just a difference of opinion. That's all. Yeah, and and, I mean, and, and it's also I got to have everything now. I guess we're. I, oh, we're, I, I guess about after about twenty years of of not doing or thirty years uh, of not doing, then you'll find out when you do do something, it's even more special. That's where we are with these both of these franchises. One's been to the Super Bowl right. once. One's been to the finals once. Right. In a combined fifty years. Right. Okay. Who the hell do we think we are? It's a microwave society, like mm-hmm. like you said, Greg. I think I think you nailed it perfectly. It's a mi- we want everything now. Mm-hmm. You know. So fifty combined years, these two teams have been each to the final once each. Right. That's what that's that's what's our ceiling. Well, the Titans, that's, Titans that's have been the Titans have been to a handful of AFC yeah. Championship games. Yeah. It's it's we're we sort of got to remember where we are too, and we're a. I mean, although I think the fact that these franchises, quite frankly, have overachieved because of where they are in the marketplace, where they mm-hmm. are with ownership, mm-hmm. you know, the ownership of the Predators, you know, from Leopold, it was in flux. I mean, you had, you know, eight. Didn't they, uh, didn't they have like one step out, yeah. like one foot out the door well, at had, one point? Well, oh, well, yeah, with Jim Basile, he was already selling season tickets in, in uh, Hamilton, Ontario. 
Yeah. So, yeah, and I understand the wanting of more Patton. i just not a big fan of booing who somebody who came here had three straight winning seasons, didn't go anywhere in the playoffs. That's why there was a coaching change. I don't think it's booable territory, but that's cool. And, and, but, but again, you pay, you pay your money mm-hmm. for your ticket. You can do whatever you want within, you know. I you don't know. have to like it. You he doesn't like the fact that I'm not that saying I don't throw stuff like on the ice or yeah. or storm the ice yeah. and you know pick a fight with somebody. Yeah. But yeah, if you want to boo, that's fine. Hey, I just the, I guess my initial reaction when I saw that they had booed. Was, yeah. Really? Yeah, that's me really? too. Me too. Really? So, I mean, good, I mean, yeah. If he was, listen, a lot of people yeah. feel like Patton. Hey, you didn't get the job done, and mm-hmm. we're, I'm not, I was not satisfied with the job you did. So. Well, guy apparently you. he's he's on his what third head coaching job, so we'll see what he does with yeah. Minnesota. Well, he's two and zero oh right now mm-hmm. with the Wild. <laughs> ah, there you go. <laughs> well, and you talk about a, a team that hadn't done a pro, you know Minnesota Wild. They've been in, out in the Wild, right? Have they even made to the semifinals? I don't, yeah, I don't know. they've 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 underachieved yeah. a, yeah. a yeah. lot, and that's Craig Leopold. They've had some really good teams and some good players come through there, and you know they've kind of under, underachieved. I would well, say. they got their. I know one thing. Whatever. Uh, last night, did they boo brunette? Cause they got their ass whipped. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I'd be more inclined to, 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 to boo Bruno than I would Heinze. Like, well, but they had one six in a row. You sort of knew that, you know, a letdown was coming. Right. And, and at the, the last game of a homestand or, yeah. you know, yeah. but lost six to one last night and it wasn't even close. You know. No, it was over in the first period. Yeah. Actually, I got out of that. Um, and UC was, you know, one of those games, right? Uh, gave up four goals on 15 shots and got pulled for Lankadon in in the second period. Uh, still they're 11 and 11 on the season about where we think they'll be. Yeah. Yeah. They're around a 500 team. Like I said, they'll, they're, they're, you know, they're, they'll be in the, in the fight, in the hunt, late in the season for a playoff spot. Your Rangers are in town tomorrow afternoon. I know. Are you going? No, I got to work. Sneak. No, I I, it's, work. it's an afternoon game. Yeah, I know, I mean, but I, I got hey, hey, to work. Hey, I, I would love to go. Say, hey, I got a lunch break. Go go do a catch a period or two. Maybe I will, Greg. I've seen a Rangers game since you have. Rangers, best team in the NHL. See, Remember? Now, I saw him now, play against okay, the Okay, so LA now Love is coming back tomorrow. <laughs> All right. No. Should you boo him? He he, because, he at least won a playoff. The guy that got fired. He, he he lost in the Stanley Cup final. He didn't he didn't achieve the ultimate. I know, goal. but I'm not saying it's Stanley Cup or bust. I'm saying let's let's win a playoff series. <laughs> let's win something in in May here. Yeah. All right. April May. All right. All right, we've we've moved on from that. Okay. Three uh, thirty <laughs> tomorrow afternoon. We'll talk about this more on the podcast. This go week. go ahead. Uh, Rain, you mean Keith? You uh, what the predators booing John Hines? You yeah, talk about. We, oh, we I, do, I will not listen. We to do that. A, we do a not. we do a portion of the podcast yeah. called Petty News, and right. so we talk about who is being petty. I think Preds fans were being a little petty towards John Hines last okay. night. I might and so you know because I agree. Me with and it. my partner here, Pat and Cook, are going to debate this, and uh, and hopefully Keith Keith will chime in. How about that? It's your show. Your your name's at the top of the marquee. Uh, Rangers, no, actually, Keith says. <laughs> Rangers for tomorrow afternoon at 3.30. So, um, high school football yesterday, who won, right? I mean, CPA won. Yeah. Middle and Tennessee Middle Christian. Tennessee Christian won. Congratulations to both of those uh, fine and institutions. Then, and then last night, the, yeah. what was the attendance at Finley State? They sold out, right? I think so. Uh, I mean, this is the first time that Macaulay and Baylor 
Both those schools are 100 plus years old. Both of them very affluent schools. Macaulay, I think Baylor, both of them boarding schools. So you have players from all over the world, Canada. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then what? Muschamp's son, Wit, right, is the quarterback at Macaulay who is a Vanderbilt commitment. So and, is Baylor's. Uh, and Baylor's, yeah. The two, yeah. So uh, yeah, the Baylor quarterback is really what, good. What was the? Did they, you have a? Ten, did they say? Oh, look. I, I'll look that up. I know I hit you with that, but I was. I, yeah. All right. Yeah. Thank you, Clay. I thought I thought I saw seventeen thousand. Yeah. Plus, thanks, Clay. Uh, but yeah, I'd seen that seventeen thousand last night. <laughs> yeah, and you know it's that's awesome. It's in Chattanooga at, at Finley Stadium. You got Macaulay. First time they've ever in a hundred plus years. The first time they've ever played each other for a state championship. 18,149. 18,149. That's probably capacity pretty close, I would guess. So, um, yeah. We got three today. The uh, first one is 3A Alcoa, East Nashville at 10 a.m. 1A South Pittsburgh McKenzie at 2 p.m. Knoxville West Page tonight at 6 p.m. And by the way, Knoxville West... There is a young freshman quarterback on that team that his last name's, well, his his grandfather used to be the head coach at the University of Tennessee. And it's not Butch Jones. <laughs> Film, former son. Really? Oh, former, yeah. I figured you would have got that. I mean, tomorrow, Upperman, Pearl Cone, 4A, both 14-0. and 2A, East Robertson, Riverside at 2. And 6A, tomorrow night, Oakland and Houston out of the Germantown area of Memphis. So, yeah, 18,000 last night. That's pretty cool. What else going on? What are you doing this weekend? You got anything? Yeah. You doing anything? Uh, you can watch the uh, SEC championship game tomorrow on News Channel 5, Alabama, Georgia. Now, am I into understand, fellows... Am I of the understanding that if Georgia loses tomorrow, they're out? No. That's no, no. There's other. Th- I, would, I was going to say. Yeah. I was going to say because uh, I was talking to someone today who's a who's a big Georgia fan. He said that's that's the vibe he's getting. Like I I could not fathom that. Right. You know. Well, they would two take, time- they would take a one loss Georgia if the only loss is to Alabama. Uh, but then again, let me ask you this though, and I know where he's coming from. Okay, so let's say Alabama beats Georgia, right? And then so Alabama gets goes with the head-to-head against Georgia, the SEC championship, the one loss. Well, guess what? That one loss is to Texas. Texas, if it wins tomorrow, will only have one loss, but have a head-to-head against Georgia, against Alabama. Mm-hmm. So And they won in T-Town. And, and so what are you going to do with Washington if it's mm-hmm. undefeated? What are you going to do with Florida State if it's undefeated? Right now, in my mind, if Alabama beats Georgia, tight game, and Florida State wins, they will take Georgia with a one loss to only Alabama. I think you have to, don't you? Over a, over an undefeated two time defending champions. Yeah. They run the table yeah. this year. They go through the regular season undefeated. If they lose by a field goal or let's say a touchdown or less to Alabama, good game. You know, just whatever. Alabama mm-hmm. made one more play than Georgia did. Yep. You can't. You can't keep Georgia well, it's out. It'll be interesting tomorrow. We'll see. By the way, I, I got it. Uh, Whit Muschamp is at Baylor, and then Jay St. Hilaire yes. is at Macaulay. I want to get those two Vanderbilt quarterback commitments. on. The, I had I had 
bus chap at Macaulay. He said, Bailey. I said, I knew that didn't sound right. Hey, get the spreads for tomorrow, update them and everything. But you're right. We could, if all the, if Alabama beats Georgia and every, all the chalk holds on the, all the others, mm-hmm. you could have an undefeated team of a power five left out. That, well, as Jeff Fisher would say, that is seven and nine bull bleep. Yeah, I, don't I mean, think, I don't think he's ever said that. Yeah, he did on Hard Knocks. <laughs> did he? Okay. Yeah. By the way, there's. You know the story behind that? Um, he had a player that broke curfew mm, and had a had a visitor mm, during training camp yeah. that he wasn't mm. supposed to have, and so Fisher cut him, mm-hmm. and he addressed the team, and he was like, you know, that is seven and nine bull bleep. There, I have had heard that story. It's pretty yeah. amazing. All right, we'll take a break, and I was going to say like. You know, Let's do, we'll do the spreads a little bit later. We got, we're way behind here for Ron Callahan. Ron Callahan is coming up in, in theoretically in one minute. He'll do it after this three-minute break. As a Middle Tennessee-based company, Strike and Spare Family Fund Centers is committed to helping our community. This November, we are honoring our local veterans. Strike and Spare is partnering with We Are Building Lives, a local foundation dedicated to helping veterans get back on their feet. So far, more than 1,100 homeless veterans have been helped off the streets through the We Are Building Lives Foundation. During November, for every $5 donation made to We Are Building Lives, Strike and Spare will give you a free game of bowling. Visit any of our five area Strike and Spare centers to donate or visit strikeandspare.com to donate today and help our heroes find a way home. We all know that natural life can get hectic. In the middle of all the madness that is life, don't forget to take care of yourself. Treat yourself to Nashville's ultimate relaxation experience at Makara Spa at the Omni Nashville Hotel. With services for men and women, Makara Spa at the Omni Nashville Hotel is your one-stop shop for full-body treatment. Begin your experience in the exquisite relaxation room, then enjoy a full-body treatment or even a couple's massage before finishing in the salon. Located on the fourth floor of the Omni Nashville Hotel, Makara Spa is Nashville's highest quality quality self-care oasis. To book your experience or gain information on packages, call Makara Spa today at 615-761-3600. Again, 615-761-3600. Or log on to theomnihotel.com. And with every booking, you'll have free valet parking and rooftop pool access to enjoy the Music City skyline. And through Labor Day, enjoy the fourth floor spa terrace for only $20. Makara Spa at the Omni Nashville Hotel, Fifth Avenue, downtown. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Susan, it's so great to finally be able to get together again. Oh, it sure is. And I really appreciate you picking up the bill. I'm happy to. I've got the extra cash. Since we've all been driving so much more again, I've been using Upside, the free app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get paid cash when you buy gas with the Upside app? Yes, I get real cash back just for buying the gas I was going to buy anyway. But is it a hassle to use? No, it's super fast and easy, and I can cash out whenever I want. That's a total no-brainer. I'm downloading the free Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code LIFT for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's promo code LIFT. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, to PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code LIFT for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code LIFT. Jackson Boone Racing. The youngest driver at age 19 to win the coveted Pro Late Model Series Championship at Nashville Fairground Speedway. 
Speedway. Jackson Boone Racing. A local kid in Page High graduate who's been winning races since he was eight years old. Jackson Boone Racing. Come join Red Street Records and Roy's Meat Service along with the Boone Group, a market leader for your home financing needs. In supporting this rising star, visit JacksonBooneRacing.com to see how you can be a part of the journey and join us running up front. Jackson Boone Racing. Jim Rome is here weekdays 11 to 2 on Nashville Sports Radio, WNSR. The SEC is for closers, and there's only one way to survive in the SEC, ABC. A always, B, B, C, closing, always be closing. A, B, C, A always, B, B, C, closing, always be closing. Jim Rome, 11 to 2 on Nashville's original sports radio, WNSR. One is in great shape. The other is, well, a shape. The Greg Bogue and John Burton Show. Going to try to hook up with Ryan Callahan, Go Balls 24-7 here in a few more moments. Of course, uh, Tennessee uh, sitting and waiting. Uh, what is it? North Carolina in the uh, so what I'm here in the Gator Bowl? No, in the one in Charlotte, right? I don't know. I've seen all. What's kind of that? Projections. The man? That's the yep. Duke's mayonnaise bowl, now, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, but I, it's um, I'm seeing all kind of projections for Tennessee. Ryan Callahan, go balls twenty four seven at Ryan Callahan twenty four seven as well. Ryan, which bowl game would the Tennessee Vols be in? First of all, Ryan, it was, it was good to see you for like two seconds last week in the press box. You were going one way, I was going the other way, but it was good to see you, man. Absolutely. Good to see you as well. And, uh, yeah, maybe maybe next time a little bit longer. I don't think it'll be in Nashville, though. Uh, I don't think they're headed to the Music City Bowl. Um, it looks like probably a trip to Florida uh, somewhere. Uh, there's just enough talk still of Tennessee sliding into Tampa that I'm not ruling that out, but I, everything's still pointing to Jacksonville and the Gator Bowl is the most likely and North destination. Carolina, and North Carolina? Yeah, North, yeah. North Carolina, there, there's some Clemson talk, although I don't see a rematch. That, that seems a, a little bit of a stretch to me after they yeah. played last year in the Orange Bowl, but probably North Carolina, and that means you might see a North Carolina team with no Drake May. Uh, he could potentially opt out of that game, yeah. uh, depending on what he decides to do there. So that could be a a pretty favorable matchup for Tennessee if you face a North Carolina team that's pretty good without their star quarterback. I, uh, yeah, being at the game last week, uh, Ryan, were you surprised things got as chippy as they did? I mean, you know, that's the most fight I've seen from a Vanderbilt football team in a while. That's, uh, yeah, it's really interesting how that happens. It's not the games you would expect. You know, we haven't seen that a whole lot from Tennessee, but when we've seen it under Josh Heupel, it's been these non-conference games. I remember last year the Akron game got really chippy. Um, earlier this year, uh, I, I forget what one of the non-conference games was similar in that way. Vanderbilt, at least that's an in-state rivalry. It makes sense, but it's not. You know, it's not Georgia, Florida, <laughs> Alabama. Right. It wasn't one of the one of the really competitive games. But sometimes that's that's how it is. It's the games that uh, tend to get out of hand, and and somebody somebody takes a cheap shot or or whatever, and it gets out of hand. But yeah, that was. That was not well officiated, I, I didn't think. Uh, that, that was uh, mismanaged by the officials, and, and it seemed agree. like they, would, they were not adamant about blowing the whistle and, and, and making sure the play was, was dead and that everyone understood the play was dead and uh, things, things got carried away. And they were, they were lucky that, that uh, it didn't get more out of hand, frankly, with the way, uh, way it was there for a minute with Vanderbilt clearing its entire bench at one point and uh, 
some punches being thrown. It, it, it was pretty ugly there for a minute. Just uh, parting shots with two ships. Well, it's a rivalry the, game. Yeah, for, for one team. In the fourth uh, quarter, we're all gathered <laughs> around this one guy's computer watching the end of the Alabama-Auburn game. Yep. <laughs> uh, the transfer portal Monday, not a lot of departures, I guess, announced just yet, but there's 14,000 players in it. Um, what we're, What's the portal comparing that with the balance of their recruiting? Are they positions they need immediate? And then who they want to go, and I, they all—all all of them are signing less high schoolers than usual to save that whole those try to free up some transfer portals. Where are, is t- Tennessee with it? Because it doesn't look like anybody, I guess, but what Burrell, the the lineman, is in it. Uh, yeah, well, Warren Burrell, the the, the senior cornerback, is the only, only uh, brother, Tennessee yeah. player in the uh, in the portal so far. Well, there will be others though. There there definitely will be some others. I uh, think there's going to be some uh, some. You know some some guys down the depth chart for sure who I think will will leave the program. I think certainly on the offensive line, there's a lot of bodies that I think there will be at least a a few guys there that that head out. Um, so so there there will be some turnover there. Uh, you know the question is, of course, will there be some some impact players? Um, because I, that's what you're seeing at a lot of programs already. You mentioned all the guys in the portal. I mean, there's a ton of high profile quarterbacks. You know, Dante Moore from UCLA. And, some, some really good players. K.J. Jefferson from Arkansas maybe headed to South Carolina. Um, Did I hear it, DJ's uh, going back in the portal, too? Yeah, it's... it's uh, Uwe Ungale? I can't say his name. Yeah, he, he is. He, now, that may be a, a ultimately a draft or go somewhere else decision, but okay. still entered his name into the portal, and, and we'll see if he uh, decides to go somewhere else or enters the draft. But, yeah, he, he could... You know, you wonder if he he follows his uh, his coach to Michigan State. Maybe that's uh, mm. that's one of the rumored destinations for Dante Moore, uh, Michigan State. So we'll see. But it's uh, it's wild. Uh, the portal's already been wild, and it's not even officially open for everyone until Monday. Um, the the teams that that have had coaching changes uh, and and graduate transfers can already enter the portal. But but Tennessee players, for instance, don't have the option of entering the portal until Monday, for the most part. So there will be a lot of activity early next week and. Yeah, we'll see. There, you know, all kinds of rumors this time of year. You know, there have been some guys in Tennessee's too deep, frankly, who've who've been in some conversations about uh, whether they're going to stay or not. So we'll we'll see what happens. But there there always are those kinds of rumors this time of year, and and we'll see if Tennessee has some has some impact players leave or or into the portal. But that you know that it, it looks like it will be not not too much in the way of impact players, and it's more about who they can add to sort of patch up the roster going into next year. Ryan. Eight and four. How would you do? You think Tennessee fans view this season, regardless of what happens in the bowl game? Uh, successful, promising, oh, average, disappointing, disappointing underachieved. Yeah, what's the adjective you put on eight and four and the way it played out? I think the Florida losses just really stick it out like a sore thumb, quite frankly. And I and then I would throw the Alabama loss in there too because you were in control of that game at halftime. But you're not expected to beat. Alabama, I understand you should that. beat Florida right I now. I understand yeah. that, but you know you were up, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. double digits at halftime. I, I now I, I don't I don't judge the Alabama game as harshly because that was a second half team all year, and they they kind of they kind of did what they did the rest of the season. But but yeah, it, it's it's tough to swallow that one for sure. But yeah, I think you you hit the nail on the head, Greg. I think the the, the way the season ended uh, and the Florida loss, uh, especially those two things, just just make it. I think it made it disappointing to Tennessee fans the way it turned out. I think the 
the Missouri loss, frankly, I think is the one that made that made the season feel a little different. Yeah, that was egregious. Fans. That that's that's the one where it's you know okay, Florida, yeah, you lost in the swamp. You, you know, you're like every other Tennessee team that's gone down there the last twenty years. <laughs> it, it, it's uh, it's not a good Florida team, but that that's happened before. You know, they lost to a four win Florida team a few years ago, so that that happens. But for them to be uncompetitive against Missouri, I think kind of changed the the way the season was viewed. It's a, it's a really good Missouri team, so I think that's probably not a fair way to, to look at it, but I think just seeing that, seeing Josh Heupel's offense struggle that much against the team that Tennessee had handled for a few years in a row, um, you know, sort of made this look like a team that just wasn't, wasn't as good as people thought they were going into the season. So I think it's just a, it's going to be looked at as a team that, well, let's, let's face it, on paper has Josh Heupel's worst offense as a head coach. Um, that that didn't really beat any any great teams when you look at it. Their their best one of the year is what Texas A and M. So I think when you look at it uh, that way, you know I think a lot of people just see this as a as just an okay team, and that's uh, not what people expected them to be going into the year, fair or not. So it's um, it's going to be a team that's viewed as a, a bit of a disappointment, especially with the door kind of being open for for someone to emerge as as more of a contender in the SEC and Tennessee, you know, not building on ten and two last year. Um, it's it's a it's a missed opportunity, I think, more so for Tennessee. But I think a lot of fans will see it as a disappointment because it was a team that started off seven and two and, and lost two of their last three games in kind of blowout fashion. Yeah, and right, quite frankly, Missouri's better than Tennessee. Okay, yeah, that, that's they but, are. But, they're, but, they're a good team, but man. it's still Missouri, yeah. right? And, and, get and the fact that you yeah. lost thirty six to yeah. seven, that's you know? the kind of way Georgia and Alabama smacks you around, not Missouri, right? Right, right. Yeah. right. Well, that's and that's what I think was the eye opener. I think, and I saw this in the, in the Florida game too. Mm-hmm. I, I just think Tennessee didn't look as talented as, as people thought it, it was going into the year. I thought Missouri looked like the better team, uh, just talent wise. Uh, and that's that's hard for people to swallow, uh, knowing where this Tennessee team was last year. So when you've got you know Missouri running back Cody Schrader running wild on Tennessee's defense, and the Vols frankly not having the speed to to keep up with guys like him, and not not being able to defend Brady Cook, uh, the, the quarterback there, just it, it looked like a Tennessee team that's just not not as talented yet in year three as people thought it maybe was going into the season. And that's uh, it's a reminder that this is still a rebuilding job for Tennessee. You know, I think last year kind of bed things up with a with a special quarterback and some special receivers and now you've got to see where you can continue to to make this roster better to get Tennessee sort of on track to compete with some of the top teams in the SEC. Well, all right, then you're the uh recruiting editor for Go Vols 24/7. So where do they get better? How are they right now? Are they good shape because what the National Signing Day is what a week after next, right? The first one. Um, so what do you think? How, where are they right now today in, in getting what they need to get done? Yeah. Le- less than three weeks till signing day. They've, they've got some work to do still. They, they need to, to add some defensive line help. They need another cornerback probably might, might add another in- Innsworth player, uh, uh, Jaron Sensabaugh, the former Vanderbilt commitment, a possibility there. Um, so they, they've got some needs to address still. They, they could use a second tight end in this class. They're, they're a little short at receiver right now. And some of that, frankly, is probably just going to have to be addressed in the transfer portal. I'm not sure there's, there are enough names out there still for Tennessee to, to get what they need to, to patch things up um, without going to the transfer portal. So some of this will be, you know, finding who they can plug in as, as an immediate impact player going into next year. And, um, and we'll, we'll see. They, they need to certainly make the roster better. I think they need some difference makers on offense. You know, they're probably going to need a starting tight end with a couple seniors on the way out and, and McAllen Castles and Jacob Warren. 
they, they need some offensive line help or to keep the guys who are seniors that have the option of coming back. You know, that's probably the biggest wild card for Tennessee in the portal. Do they keep Cooper Mays, Javante Spragans, John Campbell? Um, and, and, uh, and do they keep that offensive line mostly intact or do they lose a bunch of starters going into next year? I think they probably keep at least a couple of those guys, but we're still waiting, waiting final answers from those guys. And then wide receiver, I think they've got to get better at that position. You know, just not, not enough difference makers there this year. So I think they certainly could use someone there who's capable of coming in and starting kind of like they went for with Dante Thornton this year that just didn't quite work out with Thornton. They, they need somebody who can come in and, and give themselves some or give them some, some dynamic uh, ability there because they just weren't, weren't quite fast enough, didn't make enough plays at receiver, and that's obviously an important position in, the, in that offense. John wants to ask about basketball. Well, the men's basketball. Thank, thank you, Greg. <laughs> Hi, Ryan. Uh, <laughs> we were over here going. Yeah. We, we were going to transition to basketball. We were, we were both, over we're both making, thinking the same thing. We are both over here making basketball shooting yeah. signs. And then, and then he, was be... like, he was like, I will ask the question <laughs> because my name's at the top of the marquee. But I but, defer, John. Oh, thank you. You're so gracious. <laughs> Ryan, obviously men's basketball taking one on, on the chin at North Carolina the other night. Do you chalk that one up? And what the hell happened to the Lady Vols the other night? They were cruising at home against Notre Dame and kind of, you know, yeah, poop the bed. Give, thank you. I know that's what you were to say. Uh, I was trying to think of something, you know. Women poop. We do other things. <laughs> no, it was just, they kind of yacked that one up. Yeah, so, uh, uh, a two-parter for but, you there. But the gauntlet that Tennessee men yeah. have been on, wow. Yeah. I yeah. It's yeah. certainly a missed opportunity for the, for the Lady Vols there to get a quality win at home. That's uh, that, that was one that they needed to finish off, and that's, uh, you know, another kind of, you know, bit of a disappointing start to the season for them. The the men, as you, as you said, they've really uh, they've really faced a, a tough schedule as they often do under Rick Barnes. They're trying this other way around. Instead of winning these games in November, it seems like they're trying to lose these games. And they could be better in March. We'll yeah. see how that works for them. But had to work for uh, Vandy. But, yeah. but then again, they're not. They're getting beat by UNC Greensboro yeah. and not you know North Carolina. Yeah. But go ahead. But yeah, so it, it, really weird though how this how this team has played. Uh, that's, that's the big difference to me. This doesn't look like a typical Rick Barnes team. It's a really good team. Uh, but the way they played defense the other night, really out of character for a Rick Barnes team. They, they give up 61 points in the first half. You, you kind of have to just chalk that one up and, and just hope it's an out-of-character performance for Tennessee. But there is this uh, tendency, I, I think, that we've already seen from this team to, to give up some points, when they, especially when you have a couple of the transfers in, Dalton Connect and Jordan Ganey. Um, Rick Barnes has kind of fought the perception that with those guys on the on the court, Tennessee has more offense and a little less defense. And when they have the returning guys out there like Santiago Vescovi and Zakai Ziegler, they're a better defensive team with not enough offense. And that, that's I think they're still kind of figuring that out. What's the balance for this team? Can they play defense well enough for 40 minutes to, to be the team that we're used to seeing? The good news for them is they've got the offense to kind of keep up with some teams. And they were able to fight back uh, the other night against North Carolina and make it a game after being down by a lot uh, and only lose by eight. Dalton Connect, you know, he, he hurts his ankle in that game. We'll see how long that bothers bothers him. It's not as bad as it could have been, it looks like, so that's good news for them. But he's a difference maker for this team. If they can sort of piece all that together and make this a typical Rick Barnes team that can play really good defense combined with the difference-making play of, of Dalton Connect on the offensive end, you, you've got a really good team there. They're just sort of figuring out, figuring out all the pieces and, seeing how they can make it all work together. But it's a, it's a really good, really deep team that's just obviously faced a really tough schedule so far, and we'll, we'll probably get better as the season goes along. Ryan Callahan, Go Vols 24-7. Ryan Callahan 24-7 as well. Ryan, thank you, buddy. Thanks, Appreciate Ryan. Appreciate it, man.
Have a good, have a good weekend, hey, guys. Hey, you have Saturday off, right? That's right. You get to watch some championship games. Kick your yeah. feet up and enjoy, my friend. Yeah, all right. <laughs> all, all the fun starts soon for us recruiting. So, yeah, yeah got to enjoy it while we can. <laughs> all right. See you, Ryan. See you. Thank you. Appreciate right. it. Hey, we're wide open to the top of the hour. Hey, oh, by the way, picking with the pickers. I didn't even promote we're going to have that. What is wrong with me? Uh, presented by Tim Leeper. It's only a two-hour show. Yeah, 10.05 today and B-Hop. Brad Hopkins, number 72, all-pro lineman, uh, offensive tackle, really was the, a foundational piece for when this team moved here mm-hmm. and, they, and their great run. And uh, Brad, in my mind, best left, left tackle this franchise has had the last 30 years. I know we'll get pushed back from Boo Bird, Taylor Lewan over here, but uh, that's your new nickname, by the way. Is Boo- I like it. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> The Boo Man. Yeah, he's, he, he over there. MC Boo. He, he PC si- Boo. Well, I know what he does. Silently, every morning, he boos us. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, all right. We'll take a break. 615-844-5600. Woods Equipment Company would like to recognize and salute our veterans and local men and women in uniform. Let's remember them with our thoughts, prayers, and especially letters and packages from home. Our support will keep America strong. This important message is courtesy of Woods Equipment Company at 600 Davidson Street in Nashville, where they feel our area is a great place to live and raise a family. Call Woods Equipment Company at 615-256-5639. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies based on product and subscription plan. Hey guys, did you know there's a generic form of Viagra that works just the same, but is 95% cheaper? And you can get it online? Just go to hymns.com slash joy. Through Hymns, you'll get a free medical consultation, discreet shipping if prescribed, a 100% online process, and trusted generic alternatives to the name brands at up to 95% off. That's right, get generic for Viagra, the same active ingredient as brand name Viagra, but for 95% less. It's the same medication, still prescribed by a licensed medical provider, but with zero copay, no expensive appointments, and no awkward face-to-face conversations. To start your free online visit, you need to go to this exclusive address, hymns.com slash joy. That's hymns.com slash joy for your free online visit, H-I-M-S dot com slash J-O-Y. Do you want to work at the OG of Hot Chicken Princess Hot Chicken Tanker? Outlet Mall, 4060 Cane Ridge Parkway, Suite 102 in Antioch. Princess is looking for fun, energetic, and friendly smiling faces as food runners and cashiers. They're also looking to create an amazing culinary team to carry on the Princess tradition. Interested in working in a great environment with great hourly wages? Submit a resume to Princess Hot Chicken AFH at gmail.com or fill out an application on the Princess Hot Chicken website. That's princesshotchicken.com. PrincessHotChicken.com Want even more excitement on game day? It's time to get on Prize Picks, the best way to win big on fantasy sports. Here's how it works. Just pick two to six players and choose more or less on their stats. If you get them right, you can win up to 25 times your cash. It's quick and easy to make your picks. And with fast and safe deposits and withdrawals, Prize Picks is the place to play this season. Prize Picks has awesome weekly promotions, and they're the only daily fantasy platform with an injury insurance policy, keeping you in the game even if one of your players goes down. 
sweat it out, watch your entry update in real time, and continue the fun by making picks on second half and fourth quarter stats. Take your game day experience to the next level with Prize Picks. And right now, you go to PrizePicks.com/primetime and use code Primetime. Prize Picks is matching your first deposit up to one hundred dollars. That's PrizePicks.com/primetime with code Primetime for a one hundred percent deposit match. Prize Picks daily fantasy sports made easy. Must be present in certain states. Visit PrizePicks.com for more details. This is the Grant Fogue and John Burton Show. I'm not surprised, and I think Kevin Byard gets it. Producer Debbie is the, not happy. The, well, she shouldn't be when they ran off Jeff Fisher, that no one was happy about that because everybody loved him. It, it was all business. He's due $14 million next year, okay? Not going to be on the roster next year. Get something for him. Grant Fogue and News Channel 5's John Burton. WNSR. Nashville Sports Radio. Welcome back to the Greg Pogue and John Burton Show. Text the show at 615-844-5600 and ask Greg how his shoulder feels. Wildland last night, Cowboys, Seahawks, what, 41 to 35, and neither team punted. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, what, you know what it was? The fact that both teams on a Thursday night had a full week to get ready because both teams mm-hmm. played the previous Thursday. Well, the defenses didn't. Well, right? no, the defense, <laughs> and, and, the, and the refs were just, it was flag day. There were like 17 combined penalties in that game. That thing lasted, I mean, I, I've kept following. I don't, I don't buy the product, so. Yeah. But. How good they've won what four in a row, Cowboys? I know this is goes against your grand. No, they're, you know what? They're I'm pretty. Glad you, they're pretty I'm, good. I'm glad you team. said that, yeah. Greg, because I think and uh, I think it's time for even me to admit that the Cowboys a are good and b are a legit Super Bowl contender. And I'll go one better. Dak Prescott, MVP candidate. He's getting there. He's had a great year, and I mean mm. that offense. It looks like they can move the ball and score anytime they want. They look like the Chiefs used to look like. I mean, he's got weapons, he's using them, and I think McCarthy has really simplified that offense to where, because Dak is really not a good read-the-field guy. He kind of locks on to his uh, primary receiver, but it seems like McCarthy has designed that offense to where that that primary receiver is open to where Dak can see him and he can deliver the ball. So, you know, I got to give credit where it's due. Obviously, I hate the Cowboys, sports hate, but they're good, and they are a threat in the NFC. It's them, the 49ers, and the Eagles, and then... The rest is pretty much slop. Pretty I mean, lame. Yep. I mean, Detroit, you know, the Lions are a great story, but they're not. They're really good, but they're not on the level of those top three teams in the NFC. C.D. Lamb and Brandon Cooks are mm-hmm. two terrific one-two wide receivers. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Well, Lamb had a great game yeah. last night. So that tight end, for, that tight end was balling last night yeah, too. Yeah, Tony Pollard. Yeah. Uh, Prescott two ninety-nine passing, three touchdown. He's now thrown 20 passing touchdowns the last six games, the most in a single, a six-game span in franchise history. Yeah, you're thinking Roger Staubach, Danny mm. White, you know, Troy Aikman. Troy Aikman, yeah. You know, Tony Romo had a great run. He threw, you know, he was he was balling for a while. So that's, you know, for a Dallas Cowboy quarterback to do that, that's, that's pretty significant. And I like what you said, John. I, I don't really think anybody's taking the MVP by the, by the horns right now. So 
I don't think it's out out of the realm of possibility for Dak to be in that conversation. He should be considered one of the top candidates for MVP. Hey, and look, it, that, I, I don't feel great saying that, but that's it's the truth. During the break, oh, by the way, one Metcalf uh, got up to 22 miles per hour on that touchdown, by the way. <laughs> oh, man. What a <laughs> 20, beast that yeah, guy is. 22 miles per hour, and he's built. Yeah, like Adonis. All right, we'll take a break. We'll look up MVP, uh, NFL MVP ads. Also, Eric, we'll get to you coming up right after this. Oh, oh, open that one. It's from me. Holiday instant games from the Tennessee Lottery. Best gift ever. Wait, these tickets are already scratched. Yeah, it was me. I was just so excited. But look, we won. Is the season for epic cash prizes. This year, give the most winning gift of all. Holiday instant games from the Tennessee Lottery. Oh, what game-changing fun. Let's play responsibly. Michael Fabiano here, and if you want even more excitement on game day, it's time to get on prize picks, the best way to win big on fantasy sports. Here's how it works. Just pick two to six players and choose more or less on their stats. If you get them right, you can win up to 25 times your cash. It's quick and easy to make your picks. And with fast and safe deposits and withdrawals, Prize Picks is the place to play this season. Prize Picks has awesome weekly promotions, and they're the only daily fantasy platform with an injury insurance policy, keeping you in the game even if one of your players goes down. Watch your entry update in real time and continue the fun by making picks on second half and fourth quarter stats. And right now, when you go to prizepicks.com slash primetime and use code primetime, prizepicks is matching your first deposit up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash primetime with code primetime for a 100% deposit match. Prizepicks, daily fantasy sports made easy, must be present in certain states. Visit prizepicks.com for details. Bar Lines at the Omni Nashville Hotel downtown is at the heart of Music City. Located within walking distance of the Country Music Hall of Fame, Bar Lines at the Omni is your downtown honky-tonk destination. Watch your team for many seat on their plentiful HD TVs and catch a live show on the Bar Lines stage featuring live music seven days a week. Bar Lines has the ultimate southern comfort food. Get started with classic fried green tomatoes or bourbon barbecue wings. Then it's on to the massive Smashville double stack or the world famous bar lines grinder oh you've never heard of the bar lines grinder two kinds of cheese lettuce dijon smoked turkey smoked bacon smoked ham now that's some smoke you want local brews and local spirits are on tap at bar lines take a seat on the patio outside and soak up the rhythm of music city bar lines at the omni nashville hotel fifth avenue downtown Attention high school sports fans, are you an armchair official? You know, the parent or fan who constantly yells at the referees and loves to let everyone know just how bad you think they are. Well, if you think you could do better, then get in the game and prove it. It's time for you to suit up and make the calls where they actually count. Every sport in Tennessee needs more officials. Sign up today at highschoolofficials.com. It's a Bill King show. We created a rule decades ago on the show. Weddings, things of that nature during the playing portion do not get consideration. No, 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 no. Don't do that. Weddings are meant for the spring. They do not get consideration during the playing portion of the season. That's just the way we work it around here. That's the way we play it around here. Weekday mornings beginning at 6 on Sports Radio 560 on 95.9 FM.
The Greg Pogue and John Burton Show. Putting the fun in dysfunctional. Strike and Spare Family Fun Center Studio. Head Cook, John Burton, Greg Pogue. Let's go to the phones. 615-844-5600. The way to do it. And now it's time for the NFL Roundup with our guy, Eric. Well, that music can only mean one thing. He's a Cowboys fan. He's a Titans fan. He's a Cowboys Titans fan. It's time to go around the National Football League. Hi, Eric. Hey, John, you got to be pretty happy that you got a big diamond in New York City. A big what? Diamond in New York City. Oh, yeah. yeah. I've, I was out of it when he made that, that joke. Oh, it makes yeah. sense. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He was yeah. scrambling. That was the last oh, yeah. minute yeah. one. Yeah. Hey, guys. Uh, Three quick things that I'll get off. Uh, one, uh, the SEC championship game. I w- would not be shocked if neither Alabama or Georgia got in. I would not be surprised. I mean, I would be sh- wouldn't be shocked, but I would be surprised. I think the only way they both don't get in is if Alabama goes in there and just curb stomps them, and then they decide to take over that. But to me, if that happens, then Alabama ought to get in. I think if it's a close loss that Georgia wins, then Georgia should get in. But we'll see what happens tomorrow. As far as last night's game, guys, I think the interesting thing, guys, Seattle could be in big trouble. They've got some very tough games upcoming. They play the 49ers again next week. They host the Eagles in a Monday night game uh, in a few weeks, and I believe also Pittsburgh comes in. So they've got some tough games. And it's going to be interesting to see if they could still make a run or not. Haven't they already overachieved by our expectations? Who? Seattle. Uh, no, a lot was expected of them. They really? made the playoffs oh, yeah, last yeah, year. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And, you know, Geno Smith was like a low. The, hang on, Eric. Yeah. Geno Smith was like a low-key uh, uh, MVP candidate. Yeah, a lot was expected of them. They've kind of underachieved. In, yeah, in and most some were pre- uh, what I'm saying is some were predicted them. I heard a few people predicted them to win the division, which I thought was crazy, but I heard some of that too. So, yeah. mm-hmm. and as far, as far as the Titans go, I know uh, you know Jonathan Taylor's out, but I'm still worried about the running back. They ran crazy against us. 165 uh, and, yards, two touchdowns yeah, yeah, last hope, time. Hopefully that won't happen again, but it's going to be interesting to see what happens this Sunday because uh, I think it's going to be a great game. I'm just hoping the Titans can keep it up, but we'll see. Guys, y'all take care. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you soon. Are you going Sunday, Patton? Um, I will not be. Um, it's first game in a while I will not be. I will be uh, doing some adulting in Gatlinburg. I've got to nail down some uh, wedding vendors. So we're uh, I'm wow. going to sign out some food and... Uh, Making wow. a sacrifice just because there aren't really a lot of days I can really just take off, quite frankly. So right. Sunday's about the only day I got. So going up this weekend. Wow. But I'll be watching. Now, let's say they were 7-5 and five and in, you know, strong playoff contention. Oh, absolutely. There, I would would there. there be negotiations? Uh, there wouldn't be any ne- negotiations. Oh. <laughs> I would just be there. Okay. Uh, now, right. How long that would last? Would the, uh, so, the re- would... so the record is, is partially indicating your decision to... Yeah. Yeah. And I think you saw that Sunday. Uh, I w- it's just me and my brother there on Sunday. Both sides, upper deck, mm-hmm. empty. Yeah, We had seats open all around us. And, oh, by the way, you're about to build a trillion-dollar stadium here in a couple <laughs> years. Get it figured out, Amy. Yeah, yeah. They need they need to be competitive and up and running by the time that stadium opens. Or they, they it, w- it would benefit them, put it that way, to do that. And uh, I did see uh, yesterday Greg Sankey um, 
SEC championship yeah. will be in Atlanta through mm-hmm. 2031. 31, yeah. 2031, right. And that, quite frankly, and I'd love to have it here, and it should be here. We're going to handle it. I mean, we're going to have the infrastructure to handle it. I mean, the hotel rooms, obviously. But Atlanta is in the, the Mercedes-Benz. That just seems to be the sort of like the basketball tournament here, the men's the basketball hub. tournament. Yeah. That just seems like the place to have it. Yep. And that and, and Nashville would be great. You know, I hope we get it because we need something else. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> You know, what, you know what we need? We need more construction downtown. Yeah. We need more buildings, you know, condos, apartment Although buildings. 2031 and beyond, it gives the new Nissan Stadium time yep. to kind of yep. figure it yep. out yep. a little yep. bit. Yep, 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 yep. We'll see. Well, and I guarantee you that the people in Atlanta are pushing, hey, we need this to 38, right? <laughs> to move mm-hmm. the block to Nashville. Right. Hey, Picking with the Pickers coming up, presented by Tim Leeper Roofing. Former Titan and really one of the best uh, offensive linemen this franchise has had. Former All-Pro Bowler. All-Pro Bowler. Close enough. Uh, All-Pro, certainly. The top. Brad Hopkins. AM, 95.9 FM, Brentwood, Nashville, 107.9 FM, Smyrna, Nashville's first 24-hour sports station, WNSR, Nashville Sports Radio. ABC News, I'm Jim Ryan. The timing is set on Capitol Hill for a vote to oust New York Republican Congressman George Santos from office. Santos says he expects to be removed, adding he's being bullied out of Congress. The House Ethics Committee spent months interviewing 40 witnesses. Their conclusion, Santos blatantly stole money from his campaign to pay for rent, designer goods, and even Botox. Santos has already been charged with 23 federal counts, including identity theft and credit card fraud. He has pleaded not guilty. That's ABC's Rachel Scott. Israel is back to attacking Hamas targets in Gaza. The ceasefire in the war expired overnight. Talks on resuming the ceasefire continue, but an Israeli security source says Israel will no longer hold fire as negotiations continue unless more hostages are released. And Beehive fans are buzzing after Beyonce released a surprise new single last night called My House, kicking off the opening weekend of her Renaissance concert film. This is ABC News. It's easy to think all money managers are pretty much the same. But at Fisher Investments, we're clearly different. Different? How? You sell high-commission investment products, right? No. Fisher Investments doesn't sell any commission-based investment products. Well, you must earn commissions on trades. Nope. Never at Fisher. We're a fiduciary obligated to act in our client's best interest. It's the highest standard of care for a financial advisor. How do you know what's in their best interest? We get to know our clients and then tailor a portfolio based on their goals and needs. But you probably sneak in some hidden and layered fees. No. We have one transparent management fee, structured so we do better when our clients do better. Wow, you really do look out for your clients. That's because our top priority is helping them achieve a comfortable retirement. It might be why most of our clients come from other money managers. Visit FisherInvestments.com to find out why investors like you switch to us. Fisher Investments. Clearly different money management. Investments and securities involve the risk of loss. 
Have you ever met a single person in your life that enjoys paying taxes? No, no one does. If you can't sleep at night because you have a huge problem with the IRS, I've got some free advice for you. This service is strictly limited to individuals that owe the IRS $10,000 or more in back taxes. And if you qualify, we can guarantee that you won't be writing a big fat check to the IRS or our services cost you nothing. The first 100 people that call today will get a free tax consultation worth $500. Stop worrying about your IRS problem. We can help you. We promise. Call the tax doctor right now. I mean right now to learn more. 800-649-0142. That's 800-649-0142. For instance, hot chicken, the Tango Malls, has everybody talking about it, including the head basketball coach at TSU, Brian Penny Collins. I went to Wise Creek High School. Before every game, we went to Prince's Chicken on Dickerson Road. Every single game. And it's the best. It's a staple in Nashville. And it just takes me all the way back. Prince's Chicken's from tenders to whole wings. They get baked beans, collard greens, and delicious desserts. It's all at Prince's Hot Chicken. Heat and flavor. Prince's is the original home of hot chicken worldwide. Check us out at the downtown location right across from Bridgestone Arena in the Fool Assembly Hall, South Nashville location on Nolensville Road, and the new Tango Outlet Mall in Antioch. Interested in working in a great environment with great hourly wages? Please submit a resume to Prince's Hot Chicken, AFH at gmail.com, or fill out an application on the Prince's Hot Chicken website. That's Prince's Hot Chicken. Chicken.com and then click on join our team, Princess Hot Chicken.com. Princess Hot Chicken, proud sponsor of WNSR Nashville Sports Radio. Are you ready to rock, boys and girls? Behold, it's the single greatest thing on earth. Are you listening to me? Welcome back to the Greg Bogue and John Burton Show, brought to you by the Omni Nashville Hotel. Let's take some calls from the public, shall we? Call or text now. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Call us or send us a text on the WNSR text line. 615-844-5600. 615-844-5600. Call or text. Same number. Hold your nose because the bull's about to fly. Ow. Now, here's Greg Vogue and News Channel 5's John Burton. Ow. It's football time in Tennessee, and it's Friday. So that means it's time for Pickin' with the Pickers. For over a decade during football season, you've heard legends of film and field tell their tales and pick their picks. Vince Gill, Rob Schneider, Arsenio Hall, Keller B, Steve the Colonel Crawford, Kathy Lee freaking Gifford, Dave Mason. Picking with the Pickers is brought to you by Tim Leaper Roofing. Now it's time to pick the brains of the Pickers. Here are the hosts of Picking with the Pickers, Greg Poe and News Channel 5's John Bippity-Boppity-Burton. John Bippity-Boppity-Burton. You, 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 you get a kick out of that every time the big voice guy says that, don't you? Yes, I do. It's a once-a-week thrill. <laughs> <laughs> Brad Hopkins, I met Brad in 1996. He had already established himself as one of the best uh, offensive uh, left tackles. Offensive, not like defensive left tackles. Best left tackles uh, in the league. Uh, 
uh, pro bowler, all pro, part of that Super Bowl run. Uh, since then, has done a lot of uh, media stuff. We did a sports talk show together with uh, on another station here, and we've worked together on TSU stuff. But the best thing about it, he's the dad of uh, Bryson Hopkins, who's a, a Super Bowl winning tight end. Brad, what's up, buddy? Hey, Brad. Why don't you just say we're friends, Greg? Hey, hey buddy. <laughs> what's up, buddy? <laughs> Greg likes to put over the fact, Brad, that he knows a lot of famous people. So I know. I know, JB. How you doing, buddy? Good, man. Great to talk to you. How was your Thanksgiving? You know what? My wife did a phenomenal job. Got the family together. Um, everybody was there except for Bryson, of course, who's mm-hmm. you know, trying to wrap up the season here in L.A. But um, it was great. It was great to get everybody together and, and – you know, be thankful for the blessings that we do have, and it was cool. How was you guys' Thanksgiving? Well, I was doing TSU basketball in Destin, so that wasn't bad. I was oh, hanging. I was hanging out by myself, just eating some leftover uh, chicken and enjoying the peace and quiet. I know that's right. Like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's another guy that was talking about that. Oh, it was uh, Mad Dog from ESPN talking about how he hates Thanksgiving because all he wants to do is watch football. And, and, hate Thanksgiving. And all the, Don't like it. Yeah. Just want to eat turkey, watch it. football. Don't like Thanksgiving? Man. <laughs> oh, I thought that was him. <laughs> well, Man. I grew up listening to WFAM, him and Mike Francesa, Mike and the Mad Dog. So, you know, he's a legend. Oh, my God. That was pretty good. Yeah, good Lord. Brad Hopkins, great left tackle, all pro, played a lot of years, Tennessee. <laughs> Man. That was pretty good. Oh, my God. So, you out in L.A., Brad? I am. I'm out here. I'm obviously doing some business, but um, particularly the Browns are in town to play the Rams, and I wanted to see if I couldn't catch my boy on the field this weekend. So thought I'd hang out here, and I'm sitting on this couch right now while he's at practice. Nice. Well, the being a dad, how cool is that going through the process? Of course, you went through it. Uh all the way through, through. By the way, the pride of Moline High School. He was a better basketball player in high school than he was football player. Mm-hmm. He's, pretty, ask, he's a pretty damn ask. good football player. Yeah. In case you didn't know. Thanks, John. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> but being a dad, Brad, and going through that process, how cool that must be. You know, every dad that has an athlete that participates um, in sports understands how I feel. It just happened to be that my son's career hasn't ended in sports yet. It's inevitable that it's going to, but you know, for all those dads that sit in the stands, you know, at high school games or college games, they understand the feeling that goes into supporting your kid. I'm sitting here right now with a Rams hoodie on, <laughs> and it's not because I'm a Rams fan; it's because I'm a Bryson Hopkins fan. You know, where my heart lies and will always lie with the Tennessee Titans slash Houston Oilers. And but what we do, you know, like I remember going up to Lafayette for all the years that he was up there. Um, donning the Purdue gear, me being an Illinois alum. We do oh. what we have to do to support our kids. Right. You know, I did the same thing when Colin was, you know, playing at Indiana. I did the same thing when Gentry was dancing at Tennessee. So, you know, my, my hats change in accordance to what my kids are doing. And as a supportive father, that's what we do. You know, we show up. You know, we're there to, to give our experience you know, and give our guidance, our support. And uh, it's just fortunate that Bryson's career hasn't, you know, hasn't ended yet, and he's got a lot more football left to play. Brad, do you get heat from other fan bases, like you said, when you do, when you wear the different hats to support your kids? Because you know how fans you, are. They don't get it sometimes, right? John, you apparently haven't seen me lately, have you? I haven't in a while. <laughs> anyway, anyway, anybody saying nothing to me while I'm walking <laughs> to these things. 
I was up in the, I was up in Cincinnati donning my son's jersey. Yeah. One guy thought about getting smart you know, because <laughs> I, I needed to get into get to my seat, and he looked up and he saw me donning the '88. Yeah. And um, he said, "Don't move for this guy." And I, I looked down at him like, "Really? Is that what you really want to do?" And he started laughing because he really knew that he that's not what he wanted. Of course, they moved. Well, you know what? And they I didn't s- hear a peep from anybody. <laughs> you know what they say, Brad? Blank around and find out, right? <laughs> that's a, and that's and the thing is. I wear that look on my face, John, too, in the situation. I know, too, I know. I already know. I've seen it, Brad. I've seen it. <laughs> oh, I've seen it. They already it. know. Oh, I've seen it like it's 6 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Blank yeah. around and find out. <laughs> yeah. Run and find out, yeah. fellas. I've seen it. That's right. I've seen it. Hey, that's what I tell people all the time. I'm like, don't let the suits and the proper grammar fool you now. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, That's say, six a.m. I've seen it plenty of times with you. you know. <laughs> stop, stop. Well, no, but neither one of us wanted to be there. Okay, so. <laughs> hey, and, and, and well, first off, how's Kristen? You, you, she's been. She's a sweetheart. She's what a oh, what yeah. a wonderful wife you have. And you guys have been married what like twelve, thirteen years now, right? Twelve years. Yeah, now, man. Isn't yeah. that crazy? Yeah. Congrats, yeah. man. Yeah. Wow. yeah, she's she's my best friend. I, you know, I know people sometimes say that too. Uh, you know, tongue in cheek, but now nah, my world wouldn't revolve if it weren't, you know, for her being in it. So, you know, she's done a tremendous job, and you know, it's like right now she's actually tra- um, got a new gig doing um, what is it? Um, it's not, not recruiting; it's recruiting, but they call it some kind of technical form. She yeah. actually was working for a company out of Munich, Germany, fellas, and we got to go over to London. Nice last year for one of her uh, for one of her trips. So. Not only is she contributing to the bottom line in the Hopkins household, she's also <laughs> taking us some cool trips too. So yeah. that doesn't suck. Brad, you mentioned it. You know, your heart is always going to lie with the Houston Oilers slash Tennessee Titans. The fact that Miss Amy over the years has kind of opened the doors to the Oilers legends to come home here to Nashville because let's face it, the Texans, you know, kind of turned their backs on them when they, you know, when they when when the NFL came back to Houston. How important is that? And what does that say about Miss Amy? The fact that you know. Because for a while, the Oiler legends felt like they had nowhere to go. Guys like Warren Moon and Earl Campbell and, you know, Robert Brazil and all the greats. And and Miss Amy, for her to say, you know, Nashville is your home because you are us and we are yeah. you. How important is that? And Brad's a bridge to both. That's, right? what, that's, yeah. what, that's yep. why I'm asking, I know. Greg. That's, I'm reemphasizing <laughs> your point. Oh, thank you. <laughs> well, the thing is, you know, obviously I was drafted by her father. Right. And I remember the issues that Bud dealt with trying to get revisions done to the old Astrodome. And you know, at some point, maybe it was the firing of Bum Phillips, he became unpopular in the city. So asking for those revisions was like pulling teeth, you know? Mm-hmm. And at the end, he had threatened to move the franchise so often that once he did it for that last time, they said, you know what, don't let the door hit you. Yep. So there's a fan base down in Houston that's, that is so love you, Blue. They just, you know, they hated seeing the team leave, but they just were at a discord with the ownership. Now, what Amy has done, and she's recognized that, she's seen all of that, you know, through growing up in Houston and watching her father deal with the team. And I think that there's a certain way that she wanted to do things when she got up here to Tennessee and she took the reins of this franchise. And not forgetting the lineage was important to her. When you go into the, the lobby of the stadium, or the facility over there, it says established in 1967. I guess people don't realize how huge that actually is. There are still people that walk around Tennessee that support the Titans that don't realize that this history this history goes way back yep. to the AFL days. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So for her to acknowledge that, for her to want to bridge, like you just mentioned, Greg, 
um, that that gap between Oilers and Titans. She's done a tremendous job. You know, this weekend or a couple of months ago, we had the alumni weekend to where we commemorated not only the, the Oilers, but also those Titans that, you know, meant something to this franchise together collectively. And that's important to her. And I think it always will be. So it, it's hard to have those kids that come in now that become part of this franchise to understand just how deep the history goes. But I think what Amy has done is a tremendous job of trying to make them recognize just how deep the roots go in this franchise. Brad, Pat, Pat called you a minute ago, and I guess you get the and you saw a picture. How and you were talking about those you know, fans that didn't want to mess with you. They wouldn't want to mess you when you were three. What was your top playing weight? Three forty eight. Am I guessing three forty six? Three forty wow. three. <laughs> you're, you're, what do you weigh now? Two forty. <laughs> 346, yeah. but a dancing bear, like a very athletic 346. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, my, yeah. My butt looked like a sack of pool balls. <laughs> yeah. But you played, I mean, you know, like you said, you're two, you know, over 100 pounds down from your playing weight. But you, as, as John mentioned, you could move. You made that work for you, that you weren't just a big blob out there with a dimply butt. <laughs> No, see, I got, remember, I got my scholarship to Illinois as a tight end, and it was then that I was undisciplined and ate my way to tackle. Now, I say that, <laughs> but mm-hmm. I think I would have been revered as more of a blocking tight end in Jeff George's offense. You know what I mean? I don't think that he was really keen in on, you know, checking down to me right. if I were to be out there. So I think that it wasn't that far hard for the staff to see me playing left tackle versus being a tight end in the Big Ten. So I really wasn't a tight end but more than a month or so before they moved me. Now, I did embrace it. Um, I didn't redshirt my freshman year, and I sat behind an All-American named Mark McGowan. And if he ever went down, I was going to go in, but I didn't redshirt, and it was you know, it was a great experience for me to, to see the Big Ten from that lens from a different position. And it took a while for me to gain the confidence to be able to compete, um, but ultimately I did, and you, we see where it got me. But that wasn't the goal. The, the plan was for me to play tight end just like Bryson. Mm-hmm. You know, we have the same body type, mm-hmm. but at that point, 300 pounders weren't running around everywhere. You know what I mean? <laughs> so the fact that I was that close, I think I was like 280 at some point, And they were like, you know what? You're a light left tackle. Let's see if we can't put a little weight on you in the weight room and put them sandwiches down and do it the right <laughs> way and see what happens. And um, I guess they were right. But uh, it wasn't by design that I was going to be a, a guy blocking. I wanted to have that ball in my hand. Much like you mentioned earlier, Greg, my, you know, my ex-boys wanted to be on the basketball court, you know? Mm-hmm. So with the football in my hand, I felt that I'm doing something that's comparable. You know, I'm, I'm making a difference by putting points on the board. And that's why I like playing high school football, because I was able to do that, play kind of a, a basketball brand of football, you know, while I was out there. So, But it wasn't in the cards for me, you know? I was in the cards to block for Warren Moon and then block for Steve McNair for most of his career. And uh, I played the game like that. I played the game athletic, as athletic as I could. And uh, until my body was done playing football, that's what I did. You know, it's funny where this game takes you because, you know, Warren Sapp started out. He was a tight end in high school, you know, and now he's a Hall of Fame, you know, nose tackle, one of the best ever. So, you know, just goes to show. You'd be surprised, John, when you you ask the question of guys that, you know, have played long tenures in the league. Mm -hmm. What was the goal? What was the plan? Yeah. Some of them wanted to be baseball players. Some of them wanted to be basketball players. Sometimes, you know what, guys? Football chooses you. Right. And that's what happened to me because, you know, like, like you mentioned, Greg, I wanted to play basketball, but I wouldn't have been near a, an accomplished athlete on the basketball court as I became on the football field. So my dad and I had some hard conversations about what do you want to do at this next level? 
I had some offers to play basketball, but they weren't near to the degree of playing in a Power Five conference like the Big Ten for Illinois as a tight end. So that's what I chose. I got a better degree and obviously a better playing experience for it. Brad Hopkins with us, Pickle with the Pickers, presented by Tim Leeper Roofing. We're going to take a break in, in a minute, and uh, Brad will uh, pick with Paul Lawson from Tim Leeper Roofing. I sent him the games to pick. Uh, Brad, tell the people, director, we've, we've uh, talked, uh, we had lunch, I don't know what, six, seven weeks ago, director of football operations at Big League Advantage. Tell us what you're doing. So Big League Advantage takes advantage of the NIL space that came available to football, basketball, and baseball players. I don't think a lot of people recognize the fact that, you know, the body of an athlete starts deteriorating by the time you get to play professionally. So the fact that they weren't able to make money doing what they were doing and contributing to the bottom line of these college programs, it really was, was false. And so now that the NCAA and, of course, the powers that be have put it in place for these kids to make money, we try and provide for them um, a structure, a plan, and discipline with an investment. An investment meaning, you know, we pour into these kids so that way they can you know, affect their families, they can affect their careers by, you know, preparing themselves and ultimately um, investing in their future. So, you know, we have an analytics, we have experienced guys that have been in the league to take a look at these athletes and we propose a certain number to them that they agree upon and we'll do a revenue share in the, in the future for, you know, if they were to make it. Of course, you know, there, there's, you know, we're not trying to hamstring these kids. So if you don't make it professionally, then it's just, you know, it didn't work out, and that was just a gamble that we were willing to take. That's the risk that we're willing to take because you don't owe us anything if you you know, are not playing football. That's what it's about. So we're just giving these kids, a lot of them, um, and they're not all the same. You know, the, the grades are different. You know, the, the, the amounts are different. Um, and we just want to try and find the right kids that have that business mindset, that want to put their future earnings to work for them today. That's what it's about. Well, and this what could start a little bit with the minor leagues, right? You have those. You're you're almost betting on their future. Is that lack of a better yeah. word? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Well, see, the, baseball has a minor league system. Now, you're not going to make a whole bunch of money there until you get called up. But in essence, there's a way for them to make money. What Big League Advantage does, especially when it started in the baseball space, was to provide a, a, a better living for those kids that were playing in the minors that might not ever get the call to play professionally, right? Now that football and basketball are on board, you know, there isn't that same kind of system, but you can see how the model would definitely affect those young athletes that need combine training, you know, that might have kids, that might have families in underserved communities that need help, you know, things of that nature. So these are the things that these kids are striving for, and the responsibility is put on them at an early age, and we're acknowledging that. We're acknowledging that, you know, that sometimes the financial gap can be a burden, and we're trying to relieve that burden and allow them to have a clearer mind, a clearer focus, and a better opportunity to make it to achieve their goals. That's what it's about. You, uh, Brad, you mentioned uh, all the all the players that you blocked for. Uh, obviously, one of them was Eddie George, named a semifinalist mm-hmm. for the Hall of Fame. What do you think his chances are, and does he deserve to be in the Hall of Fame in your mind? Absolutely. I mean, it's hard to rush for 10,000 yards. We just watched Derrick Henry eclipsed the 9,000-yard mark, and how few athletes were able to do that. You know, to think about what Sir Edward did, I mean, come on, man. <laughs> That's definitely Hall of Fame worthy. I mean, this kid was a Heisman Trophy winner. He obviously was one of the pillars of our Oilers-Titans franchise when he was here. Um, shoot, what are you doing in the community now? Giving back coaching at TSU. You know, he's a thespian, all kinds of things. Just the fact that um, 
you know, as accomplished as Eddie is, it's taken this long to be mentioned. That's kind of silly. <laughs> you know, but is he worthy of it? Of course he's worthy of it. Did he put in the work to establish himself as one of the best running backs to play the game? You darn shooting he did. And I think that, you know, when they finally get it together, when they start talking about it, when they start putting the debate together, I don't think it'll be that hard for them to say, you know what, 027 does need to get in. And I hope to be right there in Canton standing next to him to applaud you know, the fact that he's wearing that gold jacket. I, mean, I can't wait to see what his bust looks like, that little bald head rascal <laughs> you know, with the bronze bust. You know? That'll be fun to see. Because I got to see, listen, I got to see three of my of my uh, teammates do the same thing. Mm-hmm. I was there when Bruce got inducted. I was there when Munch got inducted. And I was there when Warren got inducted. And to play alongside of those guys, to think Eddie George is any different than those players that I just mentioned, come on, man. It doesn't make any sense. Man, when you think about it, you play, you played with some all-time greats, man. Wow. Yeah, man. And there's a few more out there that need to get that nod, too. Yeah. Tell you what, so we'll see. Yeah. Running running, and blocking uh, right behind that dimply butt. So uh, yeah, you, know, you, should nice never, you should have never told me that. Okay. All right. You, <laughs> Facts are stubborn things. Right? All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, hey, Brad, we're going to take a break. Come back and pick some games. You cool with that? Or you Because you just Let's waiting on Bryson to get back from practice. <laughs> so, yep. all right. We'll take a break. Picking with the Pickers, presented by Tim Leeper Roofing. With 13 locations nationally, including Smyrna, Star Leasing Company is a semi-trailer one-stop shop and the perfect place to build a career as a semi-trailer mechanic. Seeking candidates with all levels of experience, Star Leasing Company has a semi-trailer technician trainee program with sign-on and quarterly bonuses and other opportunities such as $1,000 for having a yearly physical. The package also includes 401k with company match, health, dental, and vision insurance, competitive pay with weekly paychecks, and paid holidays and time off. Star Leasing Company, not your typical semi-trailer leasing company. It's StarLeasing.com to learn more. As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. I like putting parlay bets together, hammering the overs, And anytime player touchdown bets always have me on the edge of my seat. So if you're ready to do the same, visit FanDuel.com slash win and kick off the NFL season. That's FanDuel.com slash win. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. 21 plus in President Kentucky. First online real money wager only $5 pregame money line wager required. First online real money wager only $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Located at 5410 Murfreesboro Road in the heart of Laverne, City Slickers is one-stop shopping for all your liquor, beer, and wine needs and has been a multiple winner annually in the best of Rutherford County voting for best liquor store and top wine shop featuring the lowest prices the best customer service with unsurpassed knowledge city slickers offers the largest craft beer selection in rutherford and southeastern davidson counties and has beer on tap at its growler filling station city slickers also sells mixers sodas snacks tobacco products and the tennessee lottery and can place special orders and assist with all your events and even wedding planning make sure you follow city slickers on all their social Social media or just give them a call at 615-280-7469. That's 615-280-7469. Located in the heart of Laverne, City Slickers. 
And now, all good heat and air is reminding motorists to slow down on our roadways, keep an eye out for kids at play, and never text and drive. This message is brought to you by All Good Heat and Air, serving the community for five years. For all your HVAC home service plans, give the pros a call today at 931-575-7039. 931-575-7039. That's All Good Heat and Air, going the extra mile for safety. They're professionals who care. It's the McFarlane Show with Darren McFarlane and Fox 17's Justin McFarlane. This yeah. just it. The Titans are trading Kevin Byard to the Eagles. The yeah, Eagles are going to send the Titans a fifth and sixth round pick and safety Terrell Edmonds. Well, they're giving up on that contract. There were also a lot of Titans fans upset about some of the comments he made, which I thought was insane. Big kaboom here on this Monday. <laughs> the McFarlane Show with Darren and Justin on Nashville Sports Radio WNSR. If you love stream of consciousness lost in a tangent, where are my glasses? Oh, they're on my head radio. The Greg Pogue and John Burton show is for you. Tim Leeper Roofing presenting Picking with the Pickers. Brad Hopkins, a former Oilers Titan. Oilers uh, number 13 overall pick in 93. One. Yep. Well, three. Three. 13 and 93, is that right? 13 and 93. Dang, there are a fiber's few touches still touching. In yeah, there brain. you go. Good Lord. <laughs> and Hamster is working <laughs> overtime. It's, yeah, it's, it's early. That's fine. All right, fine. All right. Hey, you, you, ready, you ready to pick some? Mad, yeah, yeah, okay, I don't care. You know that. We give each other grief. You ready to pick a few games, Brad? Let's do it. All right. Let's, All right. Um, let's see. If I sent a text. Where the hell is it? Well, you hey, sent it. Do you have, have the line? Do you have, yeah, I know I said I think I've accidentally uh, erased it, but you've got the numbers uh, over there I, yeah. because I texted everybody. I right, got it right here. Yeah, let's bring in Paul Olson, okay? Paul Timley right. for roofing. Say hello to Brad Hopkins. Hey, Brad. How's it going, buddy? I'm doing great, Paul. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. Doing well. Happy to be with you guys on the radio. So, uh, Alabama fan, 4th and 31. Had you already oh, turned geez. it off? Mm-hmm. I'm an Auburn fan. Oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'd rather not talk about it right now, Greg. <laughs> too soon. Ten years after the kick six, that hey, play happens. Again, listen, we're picking games. We're not talking about <laughs> Alabama Auburn football. <laughs> All right, uh, uh, Patton, get us caught up uh, with all of our guests are kicking our butt, as a matter of fact, right? Uh, yes, it was a uh, an eventful uh, picking with the pickers last week uh, for the wrong reasons, but uh, Henry yeah. Rothenberg was you our guest. say that. <laughs> Colts, or uh, Titans and Panthers was the first game. Titans were three-point favorites. They won and covered in that one. Greg Pogue, the only person to pick the Panthers, plus the points in wow. that one, did not cover, of all right, course. All right, fine. Uh, Tennessee and Vanderbilt, Tennessee, 27 point favorites, but good teams win, but the great teams cover Vanderbilt oh, covers in that up. one. Everybody <laughs> picked the balls in that one. Nobody picked the doors. So an O for, for everybody so they've there covered two and 12 games this year. Okay, good. Yes. Uh, Baby steps. <laughs> MTSU, uh, was three and a half point favorites. Um, I, can't even remember who they at were playing. Sam Houston. At yeah. Sam Houston, uh, they did not cover. They did not win. And, of mm-hmm. course, mm-hmm. we know mm-hmm. that ended the Rick Stocksville era. Everybody picked MTSU in that one. So, over once again. 
then finally, the big one, uh, Ohio State, Michigan. Michigan, three-and-a-half-point favorites. They won. They covered. John, the only person to pick the Wolverines. So as things stand right now, our guest has done very well this season, 29-24 and 24 overall. John, not too far behind in second place at 28-15. and 15. Paul uh, slash Tim Leeper is at uh, 24 and 24 straight 500 on the year. Greg Pogue, well below 500, 22 and 31 <laughs> overall on the year. He went Call over- now to get his five-star best bet, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Greg Pogue went 0 for 4 last oh, week. 0 for 4. <laughs> He took the the gold <laughs> took the golden sombrero, man. <laughs> you know what? I was in a I was doing that in a car at Montgomery, Alabama. There you yeah, go. What okay. do you what do you excuses? Expect? Excuses. Anyway, all right. Uh, let's pick some games, Pat, and you just call them out. Uh, I know I know the games. I can't remember the exact numbers because I raced the text. I said everybody, but uh, Titans Colts. Yeah, Colts are minus one. Colts are minus one. Brad Hopkins, you go first. Well, this is going to be an interesting game because we know that the uh, the Colts haven't lost, you know, uh, as of the last few weeks. And if they come in here with that same running, rushing attack that they did when they put it on the Titans when they were up in Indianapolis in October, it could be a long day for the Titans. Now, fortunately for the Titans, they're undefeated at Nissan. So something's got to give. Uh, the fact that Indianapolis will be without Grover Stewart, you know, he was their run stuffer, that big old 315-pound dude that was in the middle. It should make it easier for Derek to have a better day, a better day than he had uh, the last time they were out there when he rushed, rushed 43 yards on 13 carries. So I think if they can harass Gardner Minshew, make it harder for him to find Josh Downs and Michael Pittman Jr., then that will be a situation that the Titans can take advantage of. But the unfortunate part is, fellas, on third down, the Titans have had a real problem getting off the field. Mm-hmm. With penalties, you know, finding, finding the quarterback, you know, getting that sack ratio up. Hopefully Arden Key, obviously Jeffrey Simmons, those kind of guys can get home and make it a long afternoon for Gardner Minshew. And there's no way I'm going to pick against my Titans. Before. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I was going to say, after all of that. After all that. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm showing you the real. I'm just giving you the real. Yeah, okay? I like it. Now, Keeping it a buck. I will, I, I will pick with my heart because you know, I want the Titans to obviously win. I want them to spoil what is a little bit of a conversation about the Colts making it to the playoffs, but somebody's got to make it in, right? Mm-hmm. The road still might go through Jacksonville. Houston's playing well, but uh, the fact that they're without Jonathan Taylor and Zach Moss has done a tremendous job. I think he's still like in like, what, the top 10 in rushing yeah. right now and as a backup. You know, just shows you that they're formidable. So I'm going to take the Titans by a field goal, 20 to 17. All right. Paul? Woo! I just want to say, uh, Brad, you sound like you know as much about football as I know about roofing. <laughs> <laughs> and I am, I am so thankful that we are much better at roofing than we are at picking games. So, uh, my pick, uh, I'm going to use a quote by the great Mike Keith. The Titans get it done again in All Nissan right. Stadium. JB? Yeah, you know what? The the Titans defense has been hearing all week about how Indy ran all over them in game one. I think they're going to come out uh, breathing fire. I think they slow down that Indy running game, and that's going to put more pressure on Gardner Minshew, and he's going to turn it over a couple times. So I will take the Titans to win on Sunday. Brad, if somebody goes against the other three against the grain, JB, they are? Oh! Lone Wolf. 
With that said, I'm still wow. taking the Titans. <laughs> Get all that. As, hey, get all that. Yeah, yeah. As Chris Berman would say, we're all on the tight. Mm, all right. Yep. So, um, yeah, yeah, I'm. Yeah. This is not Homer Radio. I think the Titans yeah, get uh, yeah. That is not a Homer yep, pick yep, by yep, me right. at all. You guys all right. know me. I'm not a so, Homer. So uh, Georgia Alabama tomorrow SEC championship game on CBS. What what's that? Spread? Georgia is five and a half point favorite. Georgia five and a half favored over uh, Alabama. Brad. Yeah, I think unfortunately for Alabama, that old the Longhorns game, it seems to haunt them. And unfortunately, Paul, you know, they were able to pull off a win against your Auburn Tigers. But think about this: Auburn got blasted by New Mexico State the week before, thirty-one to ten. But they showed up in the Iron Bowl to really take them down to the wire. So I'm not saying does that say much about the rivalry, or does that say much about who Alabama actually is? Mm. We know that Georgia's a juggernaut. You know, between, uh, obviously, Carson Beck, who's done a tremendous job of picking up where uh, uh, Stetson Bennett left off. Uh, he and Brock Bowers have been a one-two combination that, you know, college football loves to watch. But Brock isn't the healthiest hit he's been. I'm not saying it's going to be an issue, but it's probably something to watch. Now, interestingly enough, the last time Georgia lost was 41-24 to to Alabama in the 2021 SEC Championship game. Matter of fact, the Georgia Bulldogs, they suck in playing in Atlanta. Now, I'm not going to say that that's going to be the telling of the tale, but I think that this is a year where the focus, the 29 straight, trying to get 30 straight, is something that uh, Kirby and the guys have really been focusing on. And they've got the players to do it. They've got the hosses to do it. Alabama's comfortable in these situations, playing against teams that they feel might be better than them or as good as them. I'm listening to Nick Saban on Pat McAfee, just giving Kirby Smart the respect that he deserves for the tenure that he served there in Alabama and for what he's done to the Georgia program. But I don't think that Alabama comes out a, 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 with a W on this one. I think it's going to be a field goal difference between the two. Bulldogs get it done 27-24. All right, so you're taking Alabama plus the points at five and a half, right? So, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, if I'm saying that, if I'm saying Georgia's going to win 27-24, yeah, I guess Alabama yeah. does yeah. cover. Alabama yeah. So, yeah. plus the five and a half. So you're picking Alabama to cover, Georgia to win. And that's it. There it is. All okay. right. Paul? There's no way I would ever pick Alabama to win anything. I don't care how good they are. And I don't, I don't, you know, you brought up the Alabama Arbor game and then you brought up the New Mexico State game. And let's just remember that we were right there with Georgia and we were right there with Alabama. First year head coach. I can't wait to see what happens next year. I will pick Georgia all day long and twice on Sunday. Yeah. No, no surprise there. Yeah, dangerous spot for Georgia here. You know, there. I still can't believe there could be a scenario that if they lose, they could be out. For that reason, Kirby will have his players ready to play. Give me the Bulldogs, and I'll lay the five and a half. Uh, I'm, I'm with uh, Brad. I think the five and a half. I think this is going to be a field goal game. I think it's going to be a very competitive game. Yeah. I think the it's. You know, I don't know. I can't see it being a shootout, but who knows in these kind of games. Yeah, give me Alabama plus the points. All right, what's that? Florida, Florida State. Uh, no, not Florida, Florida State. Louisville, Louisville Florida, Florida State. State in the ACC championship game, Patton. Yes, right now, uh, Florida State minus one and a half. Mm. Basically Brad? a pick em. Yeah, you, you know, the thing is, um, I'm kind of rooting for Jeff Brown because Jeff Brown was Bryson's coach at Purdue. When he was up there. Now, I'm not going to always say that Jeff, I agree with how Jeff Brown played Bryson, but <laughs> needless to say that he's done, a, he's done a tremendous job. And I saw what he was able to do to a Purdue program that was struggling behind Daryl Hazel, you know, before they fired him and replaced, and he was replaced. 
Um, they actually opened up the exits up there in West Lafayette. There were so many people coming up there to watch Purdue Boilermaker football. So I understand the effects that he can have on a roster. And this is his first year in Louisville. And it'd be a great story. But if they were to beat Florida State, then there'd probably be no chance that the ACC would represent in the college playoffs. And I think despite losing Jordan Travis, Florida State has done a tremendous job. Tate Rotomaker, as a matter of fact, he threw a touchdown against uh, Louisville last year, I think a couple touchdowns maybe. So he understands exactly what Louisville's defense can do, the players that he's playing against. But I think that, you know, Florida State committing turnovers or fewest turnovers in the nation basically, I think only committed five, which is absolutely ridiculous. I think it comes down to maybe a touchdown between the two, but Florida State does get it done 30 to 23. Paul? I agree. I think Florida State will uh, handle business. I will pick this one with my heart. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm an FSU fan. Go Knowles. Give me Florida State. You going to Wolfie? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Lord Wolf, Greg Poe. Well, when you're like 18 behind, yeah, you I mean, got to go against you got to start grain. taking some yeah, chances yeah, I mean, to make up ground here. Um, so you're taking Louisville? Yeah, I think the quarterback situation yeah. is, is certainly going to be a consideration. The fact that this is basically a pick'em game, Louisville, yeah. I think, is maybe a bit overrated. But I will, I'll go with the Cardinals. They beat Notre Dame's ass. Okay. <laughs> yeah, not that that means much. <laughs> I was just happy uh, to see it because I hate Notre the, Dame. Well, it did at the time, that's yeah. for sure. Yeah. All right, and then the how did this get on? Hey, real quick, guys. Yeah. Interestingly okay. enough, that Notre Dame game that featured um, Mark Marcus had been on. On uh, Jeff Brown's staff at Purdue, before that's right. Ohio State as a defensive coordinator, so that was yep. probably an emotional game for Jeff to get a win over a guy that was on his staff previously. No question. And have, we never ever have picked the Rams unless they're playing <laughs> the Titans. But somehow, <laughs> some way, this Rams Browns game got on, and maybe it was the tight end of uh, of the son of the person we have the uh, own right now. But mm-hmm. uh, what do we have with the Rams? And like we're gonna, am I even gonna ask Brad who he's gonna pick? Yeah. But anyway, yeah. uh, what do you got, Patton? Uh, Vegas clearly going with uh, Bryson Hopkins in the uh, L.A. Rams. How Minus much? three and a half. Three and a half with the Cleveland Browns. Brad, yeah, well, you you're the out there. About the game. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Before I give you the minutia about the game, yeah, I'm gonna pick the Rams, obviously, but um, it'll it's gonna be a different game if Joe Flacco is under center versus Dorian Thomas Robinson, Thompson Robinson. You know, this is a guy that can affect the run game because he does have that mobility as to where they may be leaning on more of the experience and getting the ball out of his hands if Flacco's there. Now, if he's there, in the, if Flacco's actually starting, I think Aaron Donald and company are licking their chops. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because the line with Wyatt Teller being a little gimpy, um, as a matter of fact, I think Joe Patenio's a little gimpy. Uh, they're not up to 100% to be able to keep that pocket protected. And these guys, I think that first that uh, rookie Turner that uh, the Rams have, he has been making some tremendous plays. There'll be another opportunity also for the running back Kieran Williams to kind of take that step forward. I think he's got like three hundred yard uh, games in the past four games, so I would expect them to see a healthy dose of him. Of course, Matthew Stafford is who he is. He's found a plethora of different receivers, whether it be um, uh, uh, you know Puka or Cooper if he's healthy. Um, we saw the the, the week that um, Tyler Higby had. Got his first couple of touchdowns of the season. So he's spreading the football around nicely. I think the Rams get it done 24 to 17. Paul? I'm picking the Rams as well. I mean, I was going to say everything that Brad said, but, you know, he, <laughs> he beat he you beat to, to it. it. <laughs> but uh, no, I think, I think Stafford looked so good last week that 
you know, I just see them continuing on that role. I know they haven't had the season that they wanted, but uh, I'm picking the Rams. Yeah, you know, the Browns have a lot of issues. It looks like Flacco will start. He's 38 years old. He's just off the couch. He can't move. <laughs> um, you know, Miles Garrett looks like he's going to play, but he's banged up real bad. I don't think Denzel Ward is going to be available for this game. And this, you know, the Browns are a good team. They have a really good defense, but I think the Rams get the better of them. I'm taking Los Angeles. So no. that Brad Hopkins doesn't kick my ass the next well, time I no, see him. No, no, no. He only weighs, only weighs 240. Now. Uh, I'm not lone wolf in this one. I think it's going to be the, the Rams. So uh, I'll lay that. So We're, we're all on Los Angeles. Hey, Tom. Paul, thank you, buddy. Appreciate you, man. Yeah, man. All right, Thanks, you Paul. guys have a great rest of your day. Thanks, Paul. Brad, good to hear from you, buddy. Uh, and and I know you having so much fun following Bryson around in the Rams. Yeah, well, you know, hopefully we'll get that kid home. He's a free agent next year. Would yeah, be yeah. nice. 88 for, uh, for the Titans. That'd be lovely. That's I'm starting to get going. Yep. Hey, Brad, hey Brad listen, uh, I hope to get in touch with you at some point. I'd love to buy you lunch and pick your brain on a few things, if that's okay. You just say when. All right, man. Hey, this write it down, too. Take pictures. With, that's going to be a, a big deal with him buying anything. <laughs> <laughs> Don't listen to him, Brad. <laughs> See you, Brad. See you, Brad. Good luck. All right, you guys take care. All Thanks, right, man. Uh, Brad Hopkins. All right, we'll take a break. White picking with the pickers presented by Tim Lee Perufi. Paul, no, he still had the RBF. Oh, yeah. booty yeah. for that fourth yeah. and 31. All right, we'll take a break. We're wide open at the top of the hour. Call us 615-844-5600. In a single moment, everything can change. When a player's sudden cardiac event brought a national football game to a halt, it shone a spotlight on the importance of CPR readiness. Now, with youth sports in full swing, the American Heart Association is rallying parents and coaches to be ready in an emergency. To be ready, learn hands-only CPR. It's a skill anyone can learn in minutes. Visit heart.org slash hands-only CPR and become a lifesaver today. Granger presents the ones who get it done as the college football season progresses. The excitement continues to grow with packed stadiums and cheering crowds. Each team still dreams of winning the college football national championship, but come January 1st, only four teams will remain in contention. The question is, will Georgia be one of the four and can they pull off another championship for a three-peat? Only time will tell. The ones who get it done has been sponsored by Granger. Call, click Granger.com or just stop on by. Say, for the ones who get it done, Granger is offering high-quality supplies and solutions for every single industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and the experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people even safer. So, call, click Granger.com, or just stop on by. Granger.com. Your brain is an amazing thing, but as you get older, it naturally begins to change, causing a lack of sharpness or even trouble with recall. Thankfully, the breakthrough in Prevagen helps your brain and actually improves memory. The secret is an ingredient originally discovered in jellyfish. Based on a clinical study of subgroups of individuals who are cognitively normal or mildly impaired, Prevagen has been shown to improve memory. 
A Pharmacy Times National Survey of Pharmacists rated Prevagen the number one pharmacist-recommended memory support brand for the fifth year in a row. You can find it in the vitamin aisle in stores everywhere without a prescription. Help your memory. Try Prevagen today. Prevagen. Healthier brain, better life. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Tease the season at Edwin Watts Golf Shops by Worldwide Golf for holiday specials this year. Featuring the Ping G430 drivers, which combine the ultimate combination of distance and forgiveness. And from Bushnell, the new Tour V6 Series laser rangefinders provide you the most accurate distances in golf. There's always gift cards in any amount for the special golfer you're shopping for. Edwin Watts Golf Shops is home of the 90-day satisfaction guarantee. Shop us in-store or online at WorldwideGolf.com. The TSU Tigers men's basketball team of fifth-year coach Penny Collins are coming off a top three OVC finish last season and looking for much more this season. Led by preseason all-conference guards Marcus Fitzgerald and Kenyon Hodges, the Tigers face an impressive non-conference schedule that includes Oregon, Lipscomb, Austin P, Indiana State, and Liberty and tip off a league play on December 28th at Gentry Center versus UT Martin. Oh, this is Greg Pogue inviting you to join longtime TSU broadcaster Albert Dawson on all of the games this season right here on Nashville Sports Radio WNSR. The Greg Pogue and John Burton Show. It's pretty okay. East Nashville in a little bit of trouble here in the state championship game out in Chattanooga. They're down 21 nothing or 21-7, excuse me, to Alcoa. Alcoa with a pick six in this game. A couple drives for touchdowns. They just scored on a screen pass. So uh, East Nasty's got some work to do. Yeah, 3A championship game. 1A at 2 o'clock South Pittsburgh, McKenzie. And then 5A Knoxville West. Page at 6 o'clock. Tomorrow, Upperman and Pearl Cone. Both those teams 4-0, the 4A, uh, 14-0 rather, the 4A state championship game at 10 a.m. 2A East Robertson and Riverside. And then 6A tomorrow night, Oakland and Houston. Uh, to wrap it all up, nine games yesterday. Macaulay uh, in a shootout with Baylor, eighteen thousand plus. Uh, Macaulay thirty-four to twenty-eight pitted uh, two Vanderbilt quarterback commitments against each other in in that one. Uh, Saint Clair for uh, for Macaulay and Will Muschamp, Wit's son or Wit Will's son uh, for Macaulay. Congratulations, Middle Tennessee Christian. Uh, down in Murfreesboro, first state championship with a win over uh, Friendship Christian, 28-13. Friendship Christian, the defending state champion. And CPA had made the uh, Division II AA state championship game two years in a row to finish runner-up and two losses. Broke it through and, and won yesterday. So, Monday, I watched, I was in and out a lot of it. Nothing like And in Chattanooga, they had a hell of a crowd last night. Yeah. Yep. It's a beautiful stadium. It looks like on TV. I've never been there, but. Yeah, you know, looks like a great venue to hold these games, and uh, you know, good time being had by all. State champions crowned all all weekend long. Good stuff. Six one five eight four four fifty six hundred. If you want to give us a call, put whatever, whatever tomorrow. Let's update these lines for the championship games. They they're tonight uh, and tomorrow. So we got college football. Uh, got two games tonight and eight games tomorrow uh, to wrap up. Um, well, I guess it's the regular season. This isn't the postseason. It is the championship of them. Uh, but tonight it starts in the Pac-12, 7 o'clock. Well, it actually starts at 6, but the big one tonight is at 7 o'clock on ABC. Oregon, Washington, 
Early in the week, Oregon was nine and a half today. It is uh, up to 10 right now. Okay, so uh, Washington minus. I mean, Oregon minus 10. Got any thought? That's a lot of points. Got any thoughts about that? That is a lot yeah, of points, yeah. and I think that's disrespectful to what Washington's done. Mm. I know Oregon's a good football team, but uh, big number. Yeah, I know. Well, well you know, Vegas, a, Vegas knows something we don't. So no, they don't. Vegas in yes, Allegiant do. Stadium. Uh, you just that you do that to irritate me because no, I just I, no, I do that because that's what I truly believe. Well, you're incorrect. Uh, well, how do you know that? Does I do? I'm <laughs> in that area. I do. Six o'clock uh, tonight on CBS Sports Network. Liberty was ten and a half over New Mexico State. What is Liberty now? Ten and a half. Ten and a half. Uh, tomorrow at eleven o'clock, Oklahoma State, Texas, ABC on the Big Twelve. Texas is fourteen. Any thoughts on that one? That's a big number too, isn't it? Texas by fourteen. Up a half a point right now. Fourteen and a half. Oh, okay. Any thoughts on that one, JB? Uh, I like Texas. That thing's gone up from 13 and a half to start it out. There's a bunch of big spreads in these games, isn't there? A du- double, you know, yeah. You got 10, you know, double-digit Oregon, double-digit Texas. Uh, in the MAC, I know you're up for this one 11 o'clock tomorrow. We're having a... a, 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 a yeah, you're a, coming a, over, a, right? A, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm making yeah. breakfast. Yeah, uh-huh. Uh, the 11 o'clock, actually, tomorrow morning. University Showcase. We have a you know we have a little window here. We start University Showcase a week from uh, Saturday, and uh, so I have tomorrow morning off. First Saturday I've had off since the first week of August. How about that? Yeah, you know, first Saturday morning or Saturday I've had off, <coughs> and, and and since well, what's that? Twenty weeks, eighteen weeks. Um, so yeah, I'm look. I'm gonna sleep all day because I don't have Austin P. You coming over the game tomorrow night? Austin P. At TSU, we'll have that game here tomorrow night. Uh, it is a six o'clock tip off, five forty-five. Right. Yeah, come on over. Yeah, you know, as, as a matter of fact, Nick Guerrero is going to be here. Uh, tell him to be hand, give me a, a credential. You want one? I'm sure he's he, he's he's actually out selling them. Oh, probably on Jefferson Street. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so you sure seriously you want to come? And and I, I'm uh, Albert. And I doing. Uh, we do. Uh, tomorrow night we do ESPN Plus TV slash radio. Okay, so uh, we'll be doing that tomorrow night. Um, bum, 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 bum. So Toledo, like anybody gives a rat's ass. Toledo minus eight over Miami of Ohio. Anything there? Uh, no change. Okay. Uh, Sun Belt is at three o'clock on ESPN. Appalachian State. And this is at Troy home field. Troy six and a half. Down a point. Five and a half. All right. Mountain West at uh, 2 o'clock on Fox. Uh, UNLV Boise. Um, Brad, I heard him. He loves Boise in this one. What, what is it? Uh, right now, Boise State, two-and-a-half-point favorite. Guys? Well, from what I saw from UNLV, I mean, they beat an SEC team, and quite frankly, uh, it wasn't no fluke. No, they good, but I think he sort of hit the wall, and he ran through all of Boise's losses and how – like one of them was on a hundred yard kickoff, uh, retar- and so. And if he, I'm not mistaken, one of their coordinators has already taken a job. Um, UNLV. Well, so. I wouldn't put UNLV a lot of stock into their win over Vanderbilt. I'll just put it that way. I would. Yeah. You know, all right. Eight. Eight. They did win. Yeah. What, it didn't turn games. out to be as big as of a win as we may have thought at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, the American three o'clock on ABC. SMU two lane two lane four. Three and a half. Three and a half. Georgia, Alabama, we already went through that, so it's five and a half. 
Uh, ACC, we already went through that. So that's one and a half of Florida State. We didn't do Michigan-Iowa because it's such a big number. It was 23. Down a little bit. It's 21 and a half right now for the Wolverines. You know, uh, I do that picking with the picker with the plaster on his thing every week with uh, Kelly Holcomb and Willie Donick and me. And I couldn't yesterday. Chris Sanders filled in for me. So I just let him pick whoever he wanted to pick. He, and you'll see, he had the underdog has to win outright. He picked Iowa to beat Michigan. I believe every bit of that. <laughs> wow. Well, I'll tell you what. I mean, you can, you know. Yeah, well, yeah. Chris Sanders, I, you know, but he could pick any game. Yeah. He picked Iowa yeah, to beat Michigan. He, of course he did. Yeah, because well, he's if, still butt well, hurt because his Buckeyes well, got beat for if, a third straight if, time. If Iowa wins, I'll go from, like, third place to first place. So, oh, okay. Yeah, that, that'll help. All right, we'll take a break. Be back and wrap this thing up in just a few. Alpine Concrete is asking listeners to please donate a toy to Toys for Tots this holiday season. You could make a difference in the life of a child. This message is brought to you by Alpine Concrete, serving the greater Nashville area with quality and pride. For all your residential and commercial concrete needs, call today for a free estimate at 615-474-7859. 615-474-7859. That's Alpine Concrete. They're professionals who care. We all hear the radio ads about the IRS. They tell you to be afraid, to be scared, and they try to frighten you into calling. I'm not here to do that. Tax Relief Advocates is different. TRA is here to tell you that if you owe money to the IRS, whether it's $5,000, $50,000, or $500,000, we have a solution. It doesn't matter if you're sitting in your car, at work, or with your kids. No matter where you are, call now. 800-617-0239. Don't lose hope. TRA can eliminate or reduce what you owe to the IRS. There is zero risk to you. If we can't reduce your tax debt, then you pay nothing. Our passion is taxes and helping individuals fix their IRS problems. We have a five-star rating on Google and Yelp and an A-plus with the Better Business Bureau. You don't need to be afraid of the IRS any longer. End your tax nightmare today by visiting us online at tra.com or call 800-617-0239. That's 800-617-0239. Tax Relief Advocates, real solutions for real people. In Tennessee, 967,430 people struggle with hunger, and 295,570 of them are children. That's one in seven who struggle with hunger, and one in five are children. People who are hungry are not necessarily living on the streets. They may be in your child's classroom, in your neighborhood, or just down the street. In addition, many of these people live in food deserts, which are areas more than 10 miles from the nearest grocery store. Often there are limited resources to get food, and the only option is fast food or convenience markets. While processed food may help with hunger pangs, it provides little to no nutrition. What began in 2008 as a dream to buy land, grow food, and give it away has recently developed into a way to serve and impact more individuals in the community. God has blessed our mission to be a healthy food source to those in need so much, By Faith Farm had to create a nonprofit to continue meeting the need in the community on a larger scale. Visit ByFaithFarm.com to get involved. That's ByFaithFarm.com. Golfers, swing into Edwin Watts Golf Shops for the hottest new fall arrivals from TaylorMade, Callaway, and Titleist. Come by and test drive the new TaylorMade P790 irons, the new Callaway Apex Pro iron sets, and the new Titleist T-Series irons. While you're there, get a free custom fitting on the new arrivals and more. Edwin Watts Golf Shops is your headquarters for all the latest golf gear from all the top manufacturers. Edwin Watts Golf Shops, home of the 90-day satisfaction guarantee. Shop us in store or online at edwinwattsgolf.com. 
The Jim Rome Show. There are still things that are triple U, including people who take pictures and then crop them and use them as their biopics. There's got to be another picture of you. You cannot take a picture with somebody else and then X that person out of the picture, crop them out, and leave yourself in, and then have it all off-centered, or maybe have somebody's claw still on your shoulder, or part of their ear still in the picture. The Jim Rome Show, weekdays from 11 to 2 on Nashville Sports Radio. One is in great shape. The other is, well, a shape. The Greg Bogue and John Burton Show. Got a few more moments, and then we're 88 out of the game. Adios, Jesus. TSU basketball tomorrow. We have that. Uh, Austin P., the governor, 6 o'clock, Gentry Center. Albert Austin, I, myself, right here at 545. Come on over, Patton. Yeah, I think I might. You, you've got. Are y'all still? Is your uh, high school things with now? They're just a few games. Are y'all tonight? Over, is yeah. the season finale yeah, of UPS Store Friday Night Football right. State Championship Edition? <laughs> you've been a lot of that today, right? The voice thing, big voice guy thing. Yeah, I have. You've been practicing with. You know? Yeah, I practice every night before I go to bed. First thing in the morning when I wake up. Yeah, uh, it's been a great season. Can't believe uh, this is our final episode of uh, UPS Store Friday Night Football. But yeah, we'll have highlights of all the uh, all the games. And right now, it's not looking good for East Nasty. They're down 28-7 now as Alcoa has scored another touchdown. Grizzlies Mavericks, we got that tonight. Six When's o'clock. Jock coming back? Is, is he coming back soon? I think it's after the All-Star. Yeah, it's... Oh, wow. 20 I think 40. 40? Yeah. Anyway. Oh, I thought it was like 20-something. I thought it was two. 20. Yeah. Maybe not. I don't know. We'll, we'll check that. Yeah. Facts. Yeah. Overrated. McFarland's this afternoon due to four. Again, Grizzlies tonight. We got Austin PTSU basketball tomorrow night. Have a great weekend, everybody. What's good with KB and JB podcast featuring uh, Pat and Cook coming up this weekend as well. You can find it on Spotify and pretty much anywhere you stream podcasts. Thank you for listening, everybody. Jim Romney. Five sixty AM, ninety five nine FM, Brentwood, Nashville.